start today's episode with me talking about my just talk man my oh yeah you don't need to so, fucking give a breakdown of what you're going to talk about the thing he was talking about was my going out underwear my nighttime underwear and my work underwear they're all three separate they're all three in different piles in my dresser drawer my my nighttime <laughs> my nighttime underwear are just my white tidies that i used to buy they're not white they're blue and black and, you know like different colors and not just white right. i don't i don't have a white but you know i used to wear those with my gym shorts. And then uh, I have going out uh, boxer boxer briefs that I wear when we go out. Like, you know, they, they got like monkeys on them or banana or something <laughs> cool. Like a cool graphic. Why not, right? And then my work ones are like the boring solid black or solid uh, gray or just normal color. Now he's going to say, why the fuck do you have to separate your grown ass man? Because that's how I've always had it. That's too much thinking, man. <laughs> I like to keep it simple. So, like, when you hear yourself talking, because you can literally hear yourself talking through the headphones, Does do that you sound not like... sound stupid? <laughs> Maybe to you two guys, I do. Yeah, I mean, but to me, I've always... Like, you don't give a fuck about anything else in your life, but you're so concerned about your underwear. I have to have... Ex- and. Going on, t- I asked him the other day if I throw some toothpicks down on the ground, how can you count them? How many they are? Because he's fucking Rain Man with his fucking <laughs> underwear, man. Like, what the fuck is going on? Man? I can't remember what we were talking about. This bitch goes, I'm gonna throw some toothpicks. I was like, man, fuck you, man. And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're that's some on the spectrum shit that you're talking about with your underwear and all this other stuff, man. Just it's just underwear, man. I know and who wears whitey tidies in 2022. I showed them. I, they're I not. Them they're not ago. white. They're just. They're just. But I'm saying, who oh, wears the, briefs? The briefs. Oh, is that what a brief is? A boxer brief is a hybrid of briefs, man, and boxers. Uh, well, I knew that. But did you? Oh, that's right. Brief is whitey tidy. <laughs> but no, I just. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. I've always had it in my. So it's in my dresser drawer. It's the nighttime underwear. The work underwear, I mean, the going out underwear and then the work underwear. Tell him about how you keep your bathroom door closed, too. No, man, this guy's going to think I'm a weirdo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fake or art? <laughs> well, he's going he's gonna to leave his pocket. He's probably going to text his friends, man. This dude is weird. Nah, I wouldn't want, do that, do that, man. No, I'm just kidding. We, we all different. You know, okay, so when you, go, more than others. When, you go to, when you go to bed at night, like after you brush your teeth and stuff, do you close your bedroom? I mean, your bathroom door in your bedroom, or in your in your hallway? Not really. I mean, what do you think it's going to come out of the fucking toilet or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to. I mean, I've always, I've always just, I've always kept my bathroom door closed. I don't know why, but when we didn't have two bathrooms and we just had that one bathroom at Josh's. Was that door closed? I don't think so, right? No, why would it be closed? Sometimes. I don't know why I do that. Maybe it's because, you, as you say, I'm scared of the dark. I mean, you're kind of, you're all over the map, man. I don't know what your issues are, but you're not normal. I don't know. Maybe you should listen to the podcast and you can hear yourself talk. <laughs> and you'll be like, man, I sound kind of weird. Oh, man. Let me reevaluate my life. No, like, there's going to be somebody that's listening that closes the bathroom door that has nighttime and going out underwear. I guarantee you. You sound like a woman. Like, guys, when they, when they guys say, ladies uh, and gentlemen, don't be afraid 
to send a message to myself or Anthony. What would they be afraid to send a message? I mean, well, they're saying you're gonna make fun of them. No, I'm I'm making fun of you because I actually know you. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like you sound like a woman. You know, like they say, if a woman has matching underwear on, you didn't choose to hook up with her that night. That's you with your fucking going out underwear, but you'll never bring anybody back. So what's the point of having Yo, bro. special underwear? On? <laughs> Yo, bro. You know what podcast? You want you want to talk about this? No, but like it's, you're like let's record this because this is gonna be good. It's uh. I don't know. It's just my. It's just my. It's just my system. And you know, when I was doing my laundry earlier, do you, man? I'm sorry. You know what? I'm gonna go in my bedroom later on today and just mix everything up and not know what shit. Like, you need to be like George Costanza and do the opposite of everything you've been doing your entire life. Remember that episode where he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna do opposite," and his life got better. I think you. I think you're gonna do that, and damn, probably like five minutes later, you're gonna <laughs> arrange, rearrange it. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't know. He's right though, because in my bedroom, like, I'll have like. You know, like shoes all over the place, or like my jeans from the night before, like on the on the ground still from two days later. But like, he's right. That's like one of the only things that dresser. What's in that dresser is I know exactly what's in what little quadrant. I guess like that's the only thing I can keep organizing my life. I don't know <laughs> because like, <laughs> because I I literally I literally just did my closet like what was it two years ago maybe a year and a half ago like I do. I had so much shit in my closet that when I, I had to pull everything out. I was like, man, you look, I've lost some weight. I got to get rid of a lot of shit. I pulled everything out. I had like 70 pairs of jeans in there oh, just stacked on the floor. I go running up like the thing like this. And you could, I couldn't see him because my clothes were hung in front of them. Right. It's just against right. the back wall. And I was like, Oh, these are nice. I could, Oh man, you know what? These are cool. I could, you know, think in my head, like I might be like, I might be a hoarder like that show. Have you seen that show on A and E where it's like called hoarder hoarding or hoarders? I've heard about hadn't really watched it. So these people, I don't know what the, the um, what is it called the um, the issue is mentally with them, like with the the hoarding where hoarding comes from. But like, man, they'll have stuff in their house where they haven't cleaned. They haven't. They haven't. They they collect like <gasps> trash, like nap. Right. One lady had a bunch of like newspaper napkins like she just never threw anything away cans but they were all like in different little areas you know like the newspaper went in this area the the aluminum cans were over here but it was all so much from like years and years and years right so i don't know they but, say but that is oh, not sorry, that's not organized like yours though right <laughs> no, you, you say you get yours you know folded and stacked up but it's not like that you know i need to actually <laughs> i actually need to do my dresser again because I got so much new shit in there. I keep on cramming in there. Like I'll see something on like an Instagram ad and oh man, those pants look cool. Then I'll put them on. I don't look like the model that had them on. Yeah, you're not man. Asian, man. They're usually like <laughs> Asian size. Dude, like I bought this really cool. So I bought these hoodies and it was like um it was like a hood, it was like a t-shirt hoodie where it had like a hood on it, but it was like um like a light jacket, I guess, with just like regular sleeves instead of long sleeves on the hoodie. And I didn't even pay attention, but I ended up getting them and I put it on. This is when I was like, I like, this is like in January or, or December. I put it on. It was, it came like right here. Like it was a crop like, top? It wasn't, it wasn't that short, but it was pretty freaking short. So I wasn't going to wear it. So I give, I was like, Hey, you like this? He's like, oh, yeah, all right. So I give him one and he, it fits him just fine. Oh, for real? It was like, I, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm like looking at myself, looking at him like, oh. maybe you should do something about your body, man. Don't blame the fucking clothes. It's the clothes. 
Like, he's always like, hey, don't put my clothes on high heat. I'm like, bitch, it, 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 that's not making it shrink. <laughs> Wait, you've heard of that, right? You've definitely heard of that. Uh, I mean, the, if it's like cotton, temperature maybe. when you wash it. Yeah, so yeah. when you wash, I wash with, you know, what is it, cold and warm or lukewarm or whatever the setting is. Yeah. And then on my dryer, it's low heat. Always. But usually they tell you on the thing, like, tumble dry. You know, they usually have a setting per close. I just wash everything together. Like No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that it's not the dryer that's making your clothes smaller. Mm. It, it might, also, it it also depends be, on it might who, be your who making the clothes. See, some things definitely, even though they say pre-shrunk, they definitely still shrink, right? Yeah. See? Like, if, 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 if what you bought was made in uh, Asia somewhere, it's a good chance you're going to have to size up when you order it. Because like uh, I think this may have been the biggest size. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm not in, sure. I'm not like sure. in Japan, yeah. I think uh, like I think it's like two sizes different, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, you want to. It's like that oh. tuxedo jacket you bought. So I read a story from Tri-State Defender about you. Can you tell us about your time in Japan? Like that was wild. Oh. uh yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I took a risk. I, I've always wanted to go, and uh, like I had a uh, had a girlfriend that stayed over there, and so I went over there for like three months, and like traveled around as much as I could. I was I went to Japan. I mean, uh, Tokyo, like a lot, almost like every other day, because uh, it's like the train ride from where I was staying. About 40 minutes to an hour, depending on which train you took. So, yeah, I went there a lot. Just took as many pictures as I could. It was, it, was, it was pretty nice. It was, man, like, it was an awesome experience. What made you decide to go to Japan? Was it because you had a girl, your girlfriend lived there? <gasps> no, uh, like, my love for, for Asian culture started, like, when I was real young. Like, I grew up watching... Watching those old Chinese Kung Fu movies from the 70s and 80s. And it kind of got me interested in, you know, in the culture. And the older I got, it started off, like, fascinated with, with China. Then it kind of, the more I read and things like that, kind of went over to Japan. I, became, like, fell in love with the samurai culture and things like that. So it just kind of uh, got my interest going. Somebody that's lived in Japan, do you think The Last Samurai was a good movie? Did it depict, like, accurately? Uh, I think, yeah, I, well, I mean, it, it, it depends. From, from, my, from my point of view, you know, I, I liked it a lot. I've I seen it at least ten times. Is yeah. that the Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Because I was... Uh, one of our guests that's been on here before made a post about it. And I was like, man, I love that movie. He's like, I, you know, I usually come on AMC or something like that. Like I, I usually watch it. Like on there, he said, but like he owns the, uh, the DVD and he watches it every now and then also. And I was like, man, that movie was so good. And, you know, I think he's into, uh, Asian culture as well, you know? And I asked him, I was like, do you, does he like depict like what it really was? And he was like, yeah, I, honestly, it really does. Yeah. I, I believe so too. I believe so too. Uh, Cause after after that move, I started 
like reading a, a little more books on on samurai. Yeah, it kind of feels like it was it was pretty accurate. So, what's the culture like in Tokyo? Uh, man, it's crowded. Really, it, it also depends on like what part of Tokyo you got you go to because there's like I didn't I didn't know it before I went, but just like so many different sections of. Tokyo, mm-hmm. you would think each session is like its own little city. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's crazy. Then you got so many stops, and each stop has a different name. And like if you if you from the outside, you would think each one of those stops was a different city. Damn, it's all in one though. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, it was. It was I, I I never I never knew that until I got there. How long ago was this when you went over there? Uh, so uh, I think 2015. Okay, trying to go back, but uh, it's COVID. They slowly opening up. Yeah, yeah. Right, like right now, they open up for for some tourists, but you have to follow an uh, an agenda that well, like something they have set aside. So it's pre predetermined destinations. Okay. That you got to go to. Then you also still got to quarantine for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for them to open back up fully. Yeah. So as far as like uh, the people, I know you said it's crowded over, but are they polite? Yeah. Very polite. And like uh, like here, usually most places, you got to worry about where you put your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Over there. Majority of the time, you don't have to worry about nothing. Wow! N- nobody would mess with your stuff. You can you can set it down. You can you can be at the mall or something. Set it on the table. Go order your food. Uh huh. Come back. Still be there. Wow! That's, that's a dream world for us, <laughs> especially right now. What's happening in Memphis? Unfortunately, man, with yeah. all the smashing and grabbing, and it's like I have a buddy of mine. I didn't know this, but uh, him and his wife, or his wife, owns a uh, a jewelry store. And I met this kid. I went out on Thursday, and this kid was talking about he wants to start a podcast, and he has a jewelry store too. And we came up in conversation that he knew my friend and my friend's wife, and he said they got hit recently because I guess people Googled like the top uh, jewelry stores in Memphis, and they hit all three of them. Luckily, his was like at the bottom of the list, so they didn't hit his. Man. It's just, it's sad, man. Like people work all this time for stuff. And then, like, say the people that had, like, some family heirloom or something in the safe, and then it's gone. It's not just some stuff that they created that they can't get back, you know? So it's just, like, because we had a guy, uh, he owns that Valet Kicks and Keith. B, B, what is it called? Beef beef Dogs? Or? Oh, Rand Beef Dogs. The food R&B, truck? Yeah, R&B Beef Dogs. But uh, his stuff, his store got hit at Valet Kicks place, and then his truck's been broken into a couple of times. And it's just like, man, I don't get it, man. I know. Hopefully it's young kids because when you're younger, you really don't think about that stuff. Right. But I mean, there's I saw recently there's some guy. I think he owned a liquor store, or convenience store somewhere in California. And his people were coming in to rob him and they had guns and the guy had a gun, too. And he shot the guy in the arm. So yeah. I wonder if people are going to start, that. you know, taking up their own actions because they feel like they're just being sitting ducks. Yeah, you would hate you would hate that you know it's gotten to that point, but you know it's it's like I don't know it's it's, it's crazy, man. Because 
back in the day, you didn't you didn't really have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Like like when we was younger, yeah, you know you can you can do a whole lot more things. You can go to the park and not worry about you know being in the way of crossfire and yeah. stuff like that. It, it, and then there there wasn't you know of course you had robberies and you know people going in jury stores, but it wasn't like like now it's like organized mm-hmm. and. The clothing, the clothing stores, they hidden clothing stores, three of them in, in a week, you know, stuff like that. You know, it didn't happen back. back when yeah, we they're younger. they're definitely more bold now. Yeah, because I think that they realize that there's a lack of enforcement policing. Yeah, so it's just like, why not take advantage of the opportunity if it's there? Well, let's get honest. Like, if a police officer, like you heard about Buster's getting broken into a couple of days ago, right? Mm, Buster's liquor hear store. About that. A couple of guys backed their cars in, but they busted out a window, and they jumped in the, through the window, and they stole a bunch of liquor, right? It's like they, I think they valued it at like $10,000. Oh, I saw the headline. Now, they're saying that there were cops parked at the Exxon right there, but, you know, where they park at, they're looking at Poplar if they are sitting there. Like, they're not, they're not facing Exxon or anything like that. Plus, how are you going to hear that all the way over by the Exxon? Right. So they're saying, they're trying to say, like, the cops didn't do shit even though they were there. But, right. you know, as soon as that alarm went off, it takes a minute because once the alarm goes off, it, you know, it calls the manager. The, the alarm company calls the manager first. And then if the manager goes, says, call the police, that's when they call the police. It doesn't automatically call the police. Right. Now, that's how ours was set up. Buses, they might, you know, everyone's system might be different, but I mean, if you're a cop and you're making, say, $44,000 or whatever it is to be a patrolman, are you really going to go roll up on 12 kids? But that's your job, though. Yeah, yeah but I'm not, I know, I know, I get it, but I'm saying, I, I don't honestly think I would do it. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't be a cop. No, no, I <laughs> no, I understand that, but I'm saying, like, it's gotten really hard for them to be cops, right? Because they, if they did roll up on the scene and something happened and one of them pulled a gun and he shot one, then he's going to have to go through that whole, or she's going to have to go through that whole entire process with TBI and all that stuff. And then all everyone's going to remember is, oh, that's the guy that shot that kid. But like I said, I mean, it's a different situation when they're actually doing something. It's not like they pull them over and they shot them. Yeah. They're actually doing a crime. So that's the, and then if they shot back at the cop or pulled a gun on the cop, you know, they are supposed to use deadly force then. Unfortunately, I mean, like, the kids should think before they do the dumb shit. Right. Like, that's the problem. Like, you should look at the kid, not the cop. It's the kid that's causing the problem. I think they, I think they think about it. They just don't, don't care. care. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I saw this thing. I, I saw this thing one time. This guy was like, you know, people are always like, oh, my, my buddy or my homie, you know, he died doing some thug shit or whatever. And he's like, what about the ones that don't die? That are in wheelchairs now. You can go wipe his ass. You know, he's paralyzed now. Oh, like, yeah. you know, they only think about like they died doing something, you know, heroic in their idea eyes. But it's just like some people don't die. Like we right. had a guy on here who was in the, I think he was in Afghanistan and he was talking about how like people just don't die like in movies when they get shot. Sometimes it takes oh, people a long time yeah. to die. So like people don't, it's too Hollywood the way people think. All right. You know, so it's just. I don't know, because like I said, when I was younger, I know I did some stupid stuff. I think we all have done things that we're not proud of. And um, it's just that when you're young, you don't think about the consequences for your actions. You haven't 
really hit that mark where you're like, okay, this might affect my life in a bad way. And I just don't know how these kids, like, it's got to, maybe it's got to be better role models, man. Like, there, there's, there's got to be other people they can look up to. Like, somebody like you, what you're doing with your photography and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's other outlets people can, can do than just this stupid shit. Yeah. Now, have you all seen that we just, so Amy, is it the DA's name is Amy Weinrich, right? She's no longer DA, is a new person in. And, like, I've seen our Facebook friends divided, like, all our Pro police, all, all our friends that are either cops or, you know, support police and stuff like that are, it's city season to get worse and this, right? It's not going to get any worse. Well, <laughs> so one of my, co- what's funny, I'm not going to say, I'll tell y'all later his name, but like one of our cop buddies was like, hey guys, you guys sound really stupid arguing about this on Action News 5's, um, you know, f- uh, thread. Um, we're pretty, pretty bad out here in and we'd be more than happy to give any of y'all one of y'all a ride along with if y'all want to. Just go to the precinct, fill out the paperwork you need to fill out, and you know you can come with us. It's not the people that are the district attorney, the, that person. It's the people that aren't supporting the kids that are the or that are the issue. If somebody, if there was, he was kind of like, it is all this starts at home. So the kids that are getting loved at home aren't out on the streets, busting cars, right. you know, 50 cars at Amazon uh, two weeks ago, whatever it was. It's not those kids. We need to find something for these kids to f- do. Then why don't y'all come all y'all's brains together and come up with ideas instead of just saying city six and go to shit. The city's in a bad spot already. Let's 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 now we can only go up. All right. And I, I think also, you know, you got people who they so fixated on being negative. Mm, yeah, I mean, and so that negativity is going to rub off on the younger generation, and so they're going to approach, they're going to approach life, you know, in in a negative way also, and they're not going to care as much, you know, because you know, like again, back back when I was younger, you hit your you hit your bad people, you hit your good people, like now, but a lot of people, a lot more people cared. Mm-hmm. You know, they they cared about whether or not they hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. They cared, you know, cared more about, you know, like, I don't want this to happen to me, so I'm not going to do it to somebody else. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a whole lot different, different now. What was that movie back in the day? Was it OG? Where, like, the neighborhood got together and they uh, stopped all the bullshit happening in their area? Like, it was, like, a more of a community thing? And so I think that's the thing, like, a lot of people need to be more community-based and care about their community. Like you said, instead of just bitching, put some action into it. Right. Well, you know what happens? So, like, a lot of times churches will have, like, they'll hold, like, um, I, forget, I don't know what it's called, but, like, they'll talk about all the crime in their area, like, in their specific neighborhoods and stuff like that. And the only people that ever show up are the same people that are there to help the community, right? Like, the ones that care. It's never anybody new. It's right. always like the same people, like you know, like when people say like we need to stop the gun killing, the killings with the guns and stuff, like all those rallies and stuff. If you they they did like a thing on it, it's always the same people that are there. Right. It they're not turning new people to come, like, you know, and they're having a hard time connecting those people and the people that care because what what what's going to make it happen? All right, and. and, and- no, we also got to stop picking and choosing what we want to care about. 
you know, either, either we care about everything that's important or, or we don't, you know, like, I don't know, you, you want to, you want to fight over guns, you want to fight over, you know, you get things like abortion and, and things like that, you know, people just picking it, nitpicking, you know what I mean? But everything, everything affects everyone yeah. in some kind of way. Yeah. It's like you said, we should love everybody, even the kid that has probably three guns on him. Who cares? Like, if you show that kid love, he might change the way he is. You never know. Yep. Love and respect. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta show respect, too. Usually, usually, if you show respect, you, you get you, respect on, yeah. in return. I don't know. It's just it's too much going on in our city. But, like Tony said, there's people like you that highlight the good of the city in your photography. And when I saw when I saw your photos, man, I was like, this is awesome. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, and I was just like, man, like I want to get this guy on the podcast and talk about it because he's actually showing another side of Memphis in the Mid-South that we don't see because all we see in the news is the bad, you know, we don't right. and I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I try to do. I try to you know Showcase the positive side, you know, have people think more about the positive things. It's like like if I do an event and there's people involved, I I like I prefer catching people in the moment where you can see where they're actually enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and you know, not posing for the picture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I like I like seeing those smiles and and people connecting in a you know, authentic authentic way. You know, more candid shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we hear uh, when we did the uh, New Year's Eve a few years back, maybe 2019, maybe or 2020. It was before the pandemic happened, and I was taking pictures uh, on Beale Street, and you know everybody was together. They was playing music, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter what you looked like. It didn't matter your skin color, nothing like that. People were dancing together, smiling together, laughing together, and just enjoying each other. Yeah. I mean, the whole street. And things like that show you that it can, it don't, it don't have to be limited to just a New Year's Eve mm-hmm. or one street. It can, it can go on all over. If people just, you know, appreciate each other more, respect each other more. You know, care about each other more instead of, you know, thinking about ourself, you know, consider everybody, you know. How you how you think um, like how Broadway is a Nashville, right? It's the new destination of the country. Everyone goes. How do you think Memphis and Beale Street can start getting back the way it was like mid 2000s. Like, remember how everybody went to Beale Street? You had like all these different, re- you had all these different bars. You had like two clubs, I think, or three maybe. And like, you know, everybody went. Yeah. Now it's just, I don't know if it's a ghost town. I don't want to really go down there, but I know it's not what it used to be. How do, yeah, how do we bring people back? You think? Um. Well, I think they're, they're you know, they're trying. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but they're trying. They, they doing like the free music series, and uh, then you got bike night, you got hot rod night, uh, things like that. I don't. Know, I I think it's just just gonna take a little more time, and then they 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 also gotta make sure like 
when they organizing things that is something for everybody, you know, mm. and not just one particular set of people. Yeah. It has, has to be something to attract everybody. You know, it's perfectly said because when you were talking about including everybody earlier, like bike night, you know, I've never seen so many different kind of people at bike night. When I worked at Beale Street a long time ago, we then they first started doing bike night, me and my buddy, uh, we would go walk up and down, and you would see all kinds of races and colors enjoying each other. Right. Dudes like, buy a badass bike. You know, this is coming, I mean, bonding together over their motorcycles. Right. And that's definitely something we have here. It just seems like it's completely segregated. I don't right. think it is like that, though. What? So, Street? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think Memphis is like segregated because when events are going on, like you said, New Year's 2020, everyone's having a good time. I, right. did, I remember everyone having a good time on Beale, regardless of what they looked like or whatever. Right. Right. I don't know. I do remember like early 2000. There was a divide. Like, like you didn't go past. There was like the white side of Beale seemed like from Bill BB uh, Kings to Alfred's. And then the black side seemed like. From where like Jerry Lee's is at and beyond, to the Plush Club. Yeah, I mean that's just why I, I felt like I felt like it was, and now it just seems like it's now predominantly just more black people hang out on Beale Street than white people. I don't know why it's like that though. Yeah, which I think is ignorant because we're all people. We yeah. just hang out with each other. But um, I just think that like people just need to realize that we're more connected than we are different. Right. And I I think the problem with, like, tourism here is they need to get rid of the old blood. Because it's, like, people with this old mentality of doing stuff. So, like, people like Leah and Milton that are younger, Mm -hmm. the fresher ideas, I think that will help out a lot, too. Because, like, I mean, I think Bill Street is missing the mark. They should have a hotel on Bill Street. I don't know why there's not a hotel. They should have more bars and restaurants than just shops. Um. It should be a destination. Right. You know, like if you go to New Orleans or if you go to, like you said, Broadway and Nashville, those are people, places people go see. Like they even put that little thing up for like the pictures, like the Welcome to Beale or whatever it is. But I mean, it, it needs to be more than just that. It needs to be an actual attraction. Oh, you're talking about those neon that yeah. uh, Welcome to Beale Street? Yeah. And then, then like <clears throat> that billboard in front of Minglewood just before Cash Saver on Madison, it says just a little bit further, Beale Street. It's a big, awesome picture of Beale. And it's like, you know, it's like you never think about that, but like people don't want to go to Beale. Can you imagine if you're a tourist and you came to Memphis and you only had like Alfred's, BB King's, unless you're younger, you're going to go to Tin Roof, no doubt. But like you go to Alfred's, you go to BB King's, you go to Rum Boogie, you know, places like. But if you want to do something else, you have to leave the street. Right. You know, I just, I don't know. That would just suck if I was a tourist, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, your, point, your point definitely makes sense. You know, to uh, definitely need to uh, add a little more to it. Yeah. Than, than just being able to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do see there, I mean, there are positive things happening here, man. For all sure. the all the bad that we mentioned earlier, there are some good things happening. Like a lot of new developments coming. There's new restaurants coming in town. So if they can get people from outside of here to move here, just like they did in these other states, uh, I think it's going to be beneficial. And even like what they're doing with that Union Row, I hear that's going to be a big development. Um, you see all like because even just think about South Maine over there where the arcade and stuff is at. 
when I was growing up, none of that stuff was over there. There was like only thing that was over there was an arcade and Ernstine's and Hazel. And it was like kind of a sketchy area. Right. Now they have like Max's and like where uh, Rizzo's was at the time and all those little shops. So I think there's there's some pluses, man. It's just yeah. it's just going to take time. Yeah. So. So apparently I forget where on Beale Street it's going to be, but they're. Ah, damn it. I wish I could think of it. Jared Price or was it Jared Prince? The almost Elton John guy. Price. Price. He posted a something um, that they're building a, a hotel on Beale Street. I like, mean, it's, it seems like a missed opportunity. Because can you imagine, like, being, say, 25 or 24, whatever, being young and walking out your hotel lobby and you just got a street full of bars and fun about it happen? Like, how how awesome would that be? I yeah. mean, especially to have the the forum there, too. It's like, why not have more attractions, you know? Um, but like I said, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not on the city planning so i don't maybe they are working on this stuff but i'm just going by what i see or when i've been down there i just i just think that from when i was 20 to now i'm 43 that there could be you know more shit going on yeah they they should do a do a survey like like how they do for uh bsv music festival or memfo fest how they throw out surveys to see you know what people want to see mm-hmm. or what, what people want to do. Yeah. I think they should do that. And that way you get everybody input or as, or as many inputs as you can. And then you can build from there. Yeah. Well, it's just like, we're on a body of water. Why are there not restaurants and bars like right in front of the river? And I heard that they fucked up with that landing, the bill street landing. They didn't put gas. So they can't actually have a restaurant in there. No, really. It's like how do you how do you fumble the ball on that, man? So like you know how like the Venom hood and stuff is gas and all that, like or whatever, not the Venom, but like the grill and the stuff. Apparently they didn't on the line. And the only way to get it they have to dig all the way back down. So now it's just like a pop up. Like uh Grind City has a pop up there. Right. Um which is a perfect thing. That when I saw that, I was like, dude, that is such a smart idea. People if you have booze and a ju- and a an iPod playing, people are going to come. And I don't know what entertainment they have, but I know they have booze, right? They have nice. their beer. And it's draft and it's cheap, and people are going to come there and hang out and watch the sunset. All right. But before, it wasn't being used for anything because they fucked up. Well, like even like Mud Island, like turn that into something. Like instead of just have that, you know, have that like river walk or whatever it was, like make that a destination. Go bring it up, bring back the concerts to there. Right. You know, it's just because even like uh, we had unapologetically Memphis on here and he was talking about how like that they did the thing where the watch party for the games. Right. Oh, right. fourth and yeah. fourth, fourth bluff or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like stuff like that. That's new. I uh, fresher ideas. Yeah. You know, that's like that new was a, blood. That was a great idea. Yeah. Because when you when you look at the, uh, the videos on Instagram and you see how packed it is and how like everybody is cheering for the game mm-hmm. and excited and that's that's something special to watch yeah i watched uh <clears throat> i watched the drone video of of that from one of the games that somebody posted on the instagram page i was blown away at how much was going on like you mean you had the big ass heat of the projectors and then you had food trucks you had like face painting you had, it's like it was like a destination for the playoffs right and then like it you know and then 
what where Beale fucked up, they should have done it at Handy Park. But then uh, second game is when they started trying to do something on Beale Street because they were like, oh, well, look at all these people going there. But they can come to Beale Street and we can get some bucks, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But like, why are the people on the Beale Street Commission not thinking of these things before people like, I don't even know who put that on. All right. But I'm saying like, they had the idea. They said, like, we're going to put it there. Boom. City approved it. Go for it. Yeah. And and instead of trying to trying to compete with them or take away from what they're doing, just do something that, that's an addition to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, uh, like I said, I think it's new blood needs to be brought in, man. Because, I mean, from the, the people I know that run it, they're fairly older. So they're probably not going to have a, a new mindset. Right. Because generally, like, if you start seeing a company doing something fresh, you're generally younger people with those ideas. It's not somebody that's in their 70s or 80s, you know, running shit. Because there's this, this Elon Musk thing he talks about how, like, should people live forever? And he's like, no, because once you hit a certain age, you're going to be set in your ways. You're going to have that same mindset of what you think works. So if somebody else comes in and says, hey, let me try this, you're like, no. I want to stick with, you know, what I know. Right. And generally you'll end up like Blockbuster if you have that mentality because they wanted to keep their model and then Netflix came around and then now they're out of business. All right. You know, Netflix went to Blockbuster and was like, hey, let us be your your DVD or whatever it was. And Blockbuster was like, no, we don't need y'all. And the next thing you know, five years later, Blockbusters were closing left and right, right? Because the streaming thing became the next thing. Right. But uh, it was insane when I read that. I think it was like in Forbes or something like that. But like they were talking about how they went to Blockbuster like multiple times because they needed their presence in Blockbuster. Right. But they keep on saying no, no, no. And, you know, boom. You got to be able to make, make adjustments. Like like a coach. You know, you, 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 you get your formula that works, but... You also got to keep in mind, as time go on, go on, things change, things evolve. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. got you got to be willing to make some adjustments along that journey. You just got to think about like how yourself is. Like I remember when I was a kid, when I, every time we went to the mall, I always wanted to go to the toy store. And then there was a certain point in my life where we went to the mall, I didn't want to go to the toy store anymore. And it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm I'm ag- progressing. And it's just like you don't want to be the same as mentally as you were ten years ago as you are today. Because right. if you're still stuck in that same like immature mindset, you're going to be stagnant as a, a man or as a person. All right. Another thing I was thinking about, too, that we we talked uh the sports. Like, I think like the Grizzlies and the Tigers doing well is good for our city, too, because oh, I think that brings people together. Also. Definitely. Like, it's not like when the University of Memphis Tigers play well. Right. Everybody's at the game at, at Liberty Bowl. It's packed. You know, my thing is. Like Tony always said, Tony said, why? Like, I'm sorry, like you said, why can't they do something at the Pipkin Building for after the game or something? We have all that space right there. If they could put Music Fest there, they can definitely do something with it for like after the game or stuff like that, you right. know, because people aren't tailgating after the games. Right. They're tailgating before the game and then some people hang around. But like if you do look, uh, say if the Tigers win and they, they're able to convince, like, they can get on board with the, uh, like, the athletic department and, like, do a meet and greet with the players after the game, like, after they, you know, shot with whatever they need to do in the locker room and stuff. And then you have, like, how wild would the kids go for that at uh, the picking building? I think that would be awesome. Because, like, you know, like, they get to see them 
like when they do the winner's walk or whatever, like when they walk in towards the stadium, when everyone, like, like I think it's like three hours or four hours before the game. But think about it like after the game, like you give a player could give his his glove or his, you know, he's not going to give his helmet, but his glove or something like something that's going to easily replace right. to a kid. That kid's never going to forget that. And then he's probably going to remember that when he gets older, his dad did that. And that can become something big. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's going to help him in his growth. Yeah. And along the way, he gonna he going to be reaching out to, to touch other people. Mm-hmm. And whatever whatever way he touch other people, he gon he gonna do that in a positive way. Mm. So yeah. every you know every, everything has has a cause and effect. You know, one hundred percent. So how'd you get into photography? Uh, well, it it started like we we took a family trip to uh, to Texas. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. It's like a sunset, and I, I was just taking pictures. I took a picture of it and. I was taking pictures during the trip, and when I got home, uploaded the, uh, the pictures on my on my computer. I saw like a the, the way the clouds were shaped. It looked like a, a streaming face mm. with a hand reaching out, and so I don't know. It it just helped me see, start to see things differently. And I've been hooked ever since. So when you look at just something, do you see it in a different set of eyes than most people? Would you say? Yeah, I, I I believe that's that's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably like like, like I a bee, like, huh? Like a you know how like a bee sees like he sees multiple things at oh, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like you yeah. know how a bee can, when it's looking at something, it sees it in eight different colors or whatever. Right. That's that's like you. Because I remember a story about like Pharrell. He says he sees sounds. Like when he, you know, he's very good with like beats and doing music and stuff like that. So like, I wonder if like a photographer, is there something like they can see like, cause I know like when I take a picture, it doesn't look like when somebody else takes a fucking picture. Maybe. <laughs> like I know. Cause like even like the color grading and stuff like y'all do with your pictures is just like, it's, it's art what you're doing. It's impressive to me. I, I, I love creative people, man. Cause to capture something that most of us see and then be able to put it in a good light is next level. Cause like we've had a couple of photographers on here. We have a guy who kind of friends with now that he films, uh, he, he uh, photographs bighorn sheep out in Montana and like the way he does his videos, like his reels and stuff and how he slows it down and like captures like the, the hair. It looks like, it looks like something that is not real, but it is real. The right. way they do it. It's, it's just impressive to me. Are you a fan of reels? Cause I know a lot of photographers are not, uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it, but I'm not. I'm not against it. You know, uh, I probably I probably do one maybe once or twice a month. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I probably should do it if I want to, you know, grow on Instagram. But I don't know. It's it's just something that I can't just get that into. Because mm. I was I sent a message to somebody a couple weeks ago, and I was looking at their page, and it's. And his in in, her, in his bio, I forget his name, but it said no reels, and then it had like you know something else and some fun stuff. He's like no reels. That's that's not gonna stuck out to me. I was like, I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some of them nice, but but then you get you get some where it's like just they're just putting it out just to put it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not really trying to show you something different, trying to like touch you. You know, 
it's, it's almost like a like a factory. You know, you just run it down the line. Mm. So it, it 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 definitely has to have a real purpose behind it. But you got you got some people that they see what's working for this person, so let me do that. And then the next person doing that same thing. You know, nobody trying to trying to really be different. Do you prefer to film people or photo- uh, photograph people or like buildings? Uh, it it really depends. Mm. Like if if it's people being in a like a relaxed state, just going about, yeah, then I enjoy that also. Okay, you know, but I don't I don't really like like. Staging people, yeah. You no, know, I, I I like that natural that natural emotion. Like like when I did I did a few weddings, for instance. I like like the the posing things like that. I always had trouble with that, so I I let I let somebody else organize. I just take the picture. It's it's not it wasn't something that just like inspired me, mm. but when you when you get them walking down the aisle and. Then, Exchanging vows and things like that, and you seeing all these emotions—that's that's what I like to remember. Have you ever ran into any bridezillas? You're like, fuck nah. this person, man! <laughs> like like nah, they're yeah. a diva type. Hey, come here! You missing the photo? <laughs> come here! Come here! No, I don't think I ever hit that. Man, I used to watch that show. I forget what channel it was. I watched like one whole season. I think another part of another season, and I was just like. This has to be fake, right? I mean, this can't be real. People aren't really acting like this. I'm sure, some of it's staged, but I'm sure a lot of it is the people too, though. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, you get imagine, it. You man. get it's their day, you know. But you're also a person too, so you shouldn't berate somebody because you know you want your day to be perfect, right? Because at the day, at the end of the day, we're all humans, so you got to pe- treat people with kindness. That, yeah, that that goes down to to respecting people. Yeah, you know. It's like the whole thing. Like if you're hanging out with somebody and they're mean to a waiter, it's like I don't want to be friends with you. Man. Like, because it's kind of like you're like, oh, man. Now they're gonna think we're all the same. You know, yeah. like man, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like I hate, I can't stand that. Like thankfully, it doesn't happen. Like we don't have any friends like that or any at all. But it's like if my food comes out wrong, my food's wrong, man. Because <laughs> I don't want to be like, excuse, yeah. excuse me, sir, my food's wrong. Uh, it's oh my bad, my bad. He's going to spit in when he comes bring it back or something. You know, you know, the guy back in the kitchen's like, man, fuck that guy. Ain't nothing wrong with this shit. I mean, there's a thing that you want your stuff right because you're paying for it. Yeah. So you there's a respectful way you can be like, hey, this is not right. You don't have to be a, an asshole about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to give uh set a precedent of bad service. So like if people think that they can just get away with being shitty because that's, you know, everybody has bad days. But if you're consistently bad, you know, you're a bad server. Maybe you should be like, hey, and it sh- maybe it should be the leadership too. I mean, because we know some places sometimes we've been, and it's like, oh, man, how how is this always bad all the time, man? Like, you got to have a, a grading scale. Speaking of that, I was thinking about this today. You know how we just had the elections recently, and it's like we've had a buddy of ours. He's he's ran for like some district thing, and he was telling us that like sometimes the politicians that get voted in all the time. They just get voted in because they know the name or the party line. Right. And then he's like, well, there's this one lady that keeps running. She keeps winning, but she doesn't even show up 
to like to vote and to do stuff she's supposed to do. So I was thinking like they need to do like a report card or like a grading scale or something with the ballot. Because when you go vote, all they have is a name. You don't know right. what their history is and what their uh, their beliefs really are. Because you know, like when they do the debates, it's usually real quick. You don't really right. get an understanding of what they're doing. So I think it was maybe it's like a website or uh, like even on the ballot, if they could put their attendance, their what they their failures, their their strengths are. I think that would be better too for voting. It kind of be like rape my professor, but instead of rape my professor, it'd be rape my politician. Yeah, right. Because at you know University of Memphis, I used to use this website called Rape My Professor, and people will tell you if the teacher's hard or the tests are hard or whatever you need to know. You know, people are use a teacher. But most of the time, people would be honest and be like, teacher is really cool. He's going to give you one pretty hard test and the rest are going to be easy because he doesn't want to grade that many papers. If you stick right. your out, you know, something like that. Right. And, um, but that's a great idea, Tony. Like, you know, rate my, rate my politician. And if you're on a local level, you could just see that and where they stand on how many, how many voting things they've missed in the last six months or whatever. And, bro, you, you know, that needs to make a difference. All right. Yeah. Cause like, um, if I was the mayor, I don't think I would want my resume to be the way it currently is. You know, like how we keep seeing an uptick and, you know, bad stuff happening and not as um, much advancement. Like if there was you're really being held accountable for what you're doing, I think people would probably vote differently. Because I, I think that happened recently with like we mentioned the abortion stuff. A lot of people are like, I don't want these people run the show anymore. So a lot of them are getting voted out because there's more of a focus on what they are and what they aren't doing. Right. And if you're, if you're in a position of power, you should be held accountable. You shouldn't just be voted in because you're blue or red. It doesn't fucking matter. It's if you're going to do your, if you're going to do your job or because you, you can raise a lot of money. Yeah. And that's sad, man. Like I think maybe some people go into it with real aspirations of changing stuff. But then I think people get in their pockets and get in their head. Hey, I can give you this amount of money if you don't vote for this. And like, does it look like the whole marijuana thing? Like people are talking about that chick over in Russia and they're all upset about it. But we have people sitting in jail right here in our own country for less stuff than what she went to jail for. Right. And it's just like, just because she's a celebrity, that's okay. And I see people that are talking about how like, uh, like it's unfair, and then they're out smoking weed freely, you know, because it's legal in their state. It's still federally illegal, so it's just like I, I don't know, man. I just, I just think that people need to uh, reevaluate their thinking. Sometimes I've been seeing a lot of people comment on on the Brittany Greer situation, but they're also saying like she's not the only American in Russian jail right now for like drug charge. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I'm sh- I should have known that because a lot of people live or travel or whatever, right? But I right. think she's got so much focus on it because she's, you know, she's an NBA, WNBA star and all was or whatever, you know, like she's a well-known name. And like Tony said, just because she's a celebrity. All right. I, I saw something uh, in that same same thing. Uh, like there was this lady, I think she had like 19 grams or something like that. Of weed in uh in Russia, mm-hmm. she was arrested, convicted, but I think she only did like four, four months. Mm. See, they also saying that with her, Russia is using her 
to get some of yeah. the people back. Because right yeah. now it's some spy that we have in one of our jails, right? And it's uh, they want one of they said they want him and another one. But they went ahead and did this because they had to do something with her. So now they just made it. Oh, yeah, you're going to jail for nine years. America is going to give probably those two guys that they've asking for for her back, which which I think they probably should anyways. But that's my opinion. But like. It's they're just using her. Oh, look, we got somebody high profile from American high high profile American. We can definitely use this to our advantage, you know, exactly. Well, if they do that, they need to let everybody else out here. For that same shit. Yeah. being be, Can you imagine being in jail for life on a simple recharge like some people are? Especially if it, you know, an honest mistake. If if it was an honest mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're saying about, <clears throat> they're saying like, if you go to jail in a state where now it's fully legal, shouldn't you be released? And like, yeah, like your commute, your sentence should be commute, commuted or whatever it's called. Yeah, if if they bring her home, I I believe it's definitely gonna make some changes. Yeah, well then yeah. too, man. Like those people that have been in jail for that long are fucked mentally, though. Like th- you can't just come back out and be like acclimated to society just like a normal person because most people don't like. It's like a time traveler person. If you bring somebody that's been in jail for like twenty years, twenty years is a big difference. If you haven't been around advancements, mm-hmm. right. So they're going to be like, what the fuck? And it's just like if you, what was that movie, Schindler, not Schindler's List. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption, where yeah. that guy got out of jail and he didn't know how to act and he ended up killing himself because he didn't know how to you know, get back into life. And then there's a, I saw a thing on Netflix one time was about this guy who, he was like a swatter, where like he would send SWAT teams to people's houses for games. Like they were, he's like a video game guy. And so like they would say like somebody's being held hostage or something. Well, they come to find out it was him because he ended up calling like on a on a news station. So he went to jail and then his grandma, I think it was his grandma or aunt he was living with. They were like, hey, I don't want you coming back to the house. So I'm going to put a restraining order against you. She put a restraining order against him. He got out of jail. He had nowhere to go. He said he didn't know how to be homeless. And so he goes back to the house and he ends up violating, you know, his probation or whatever. And he goes back to jail. So it's just like a continual cycle of those people. Right. Like they don't know how to, you know, get back into society, which is, it's a sad thing, man. Like, and it's sometimes if it's something so small, like they're not a violent offender or something like that. I just don't know how they're going to get back into normal life. And then people are going to treat them differently too. You're right. going to be judged for being a felon. You know, it's going to be hard to find a job. So then I think that's why a lot of them go back to the life of crime because, right. you know, that's, it's something that they kind of know. Yeah, I saw a movie uh, where dude had been locked up for so long, he got out, and it was so different. He did something just so he can go back to jail. Yeah, that's sad, man. That is really sad. Did you guys know that mentally, uh, like, what, what's the word? Um, mentally challenged? Yeah, mentally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know mentally challenged people go to jail? Did you know that? Why would so, they not? So I started wa- following this, this this TikTok page, and her son robbed a jail. I mean, robbed a convenience store long time ago, like nine years ago. Got out, didn't know how to live after he got out. Went back to that same store, acted like he was robbing it just so he could go back. Now he gets out in twenty twenty four. 
and the people are asking the mom, like, because she's the one updating the story on her, on her TikTok and stuff. Right. She's asking, uh, like, and she share and she shares the videos of him and her talking, like FaceTiming, like when he gets the time to do that and stuff. And like, people are like, how are you, how are you going to keep him from doing it again? And they, she's like, we have no idea. All right. We just can't lock him in the house because he said he misses his friends. Mm. Maybe he'll end up doing something really bad to be locked up forever. Because I saw a thing where a guy, he wanted to get on death row. Because I think if you're on death row, it's better than just being in a regular population. Like it's better food, um, better like facilities for some reason. Because I think before he was in something where he was locked down, like I think he was in solitary confinement. And that that's just shows you that people need community because that's a punishment to be by yourself for like 23 hours or whatever it is there. Right. They are. Damn, I can't even. Yeah. You love to talk too much. You would drive your <laughs> fucking self crazy, man. That's what I'm probably going to I was about to say something just like that. I was like, I wonder how long it would take before I started like talking to myself. Less than a day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to fold my underwear? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I'll have a con- Never mind. I'm not going to. You talk to yourself? Is that what you just tell uh, us? No, no, no. Like, nope. You nope. have a conversation with yourself? Nope. You just said it. It, it kind of sounds like you do. <laughs> so seriously, you know, like, you guys never, like, when you're walking up to somebody or something, you don't ever, like, think of your a verbal conversation. Like, not, not like, you're about to walk up to somebody say like you see somebody on the side of parking lot and like you have to walk back the way because your car's there like do y'all ever like talk in your own mind like what that conversation is going to be like and you're like yep I nailed it this is exactly what I thought it was going to be no I never did no I don't do that (laughs) I'm going to talk I'm going to stop talking now man you need to really listen to these podcasts (laughs) no but like you guys have never like have a conversation in your head to yourselves? I've called myself a bitch when I'm like working out or something like that. I'll be like, okay, man, fucking that's, do that's not what I'm talking about. But I don't ever just have a full on conversation. Not a whole conversation. Like, okay, explain yourself, man. You're the one that's making yourself sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I just asked, like, do you guys never have like a conversation? Not with myself. Yeah. I mean, I think you not should, a, not, think not you like a full blown pot. Like, no, we were talking this whole podcast. Not like okay, that. Okay, give like, us an example of the last time you had a conversation with yourself. How did it go down? So you see him and I standing across the parking lot. What are you gonna? What are you walking up to us thinking? In your I'm head? not walking by either one of y'all. <laughs> what is the conversation? I, just, I guess I have to predetermine what I'm going to say. Maybe that's what it is. Well, you say stupid shit, so you're not thinking that much about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with you, man? You really need to look into going to a therapist. (laughs) I wonder if my... Why did your parents have you in therapy at so young? Because I was a bad, bad child. Mm, Didn't help out. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's get back on track. This is track. There's no fucking... This is a conversation. No, but I don't want to talk about this. You don't want to talk about your stupid talk? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if... I have a conversation. I wonder if people can like... Oh, my God. Maybe You just start a poll. So many people think like you. I wonder if people... When I'm sitting there having a a conversation in my head, thinking in my head or something, I wonder if I'm doing like... Like if I'm like, you know, like Uh, moving my mouth. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's not good. No wonder everyone's so nice to me in my account. That would be something special right there. (laughs) (laughs) If your lips move. Because I know for a fact, sometimes I'm like, 
oh god here comes this dumb bitch he's gonna ask me some stupid fucking questions i already know what the questions are and i listen in my head that way she asks them in the order i don't already know that she's gonna ask them i already have my answers um, you think too much man yeah maybe <laughs> i do yeah i don't i don't ever just think about what i'm gonna say well i think about what i'm gonna say but i don't have it pre-planned when i'm walking yeah. up no like no i'm not talking about like we were just having a conversation and like you know like let our down i'm on like because like everything that i'm saying right now i didn't think about it before no I yeah said, neither right? have i i'm just saying it's just free-flowing like but I'm trying to get an example, man. Tell us what you do. I'll text you uh, when I do it. I'll probably do it today at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Yeah, I, I've never thought about that. I, maybe it's, you know, for people you like you. You just never had a conversation? Like, not a conversation. Like, like, you've just never said a couple things in your mind? Not that I can think of. Yeah. I like I, I said, I've, ta- I've, I've talked to myself as far as like telling myself I can do something. Do more, do better kind of thing. Yeah. Like a but, positive way. Yeah, but not like predetermined before I walk up and talk to somebody. Maybe it's a sales thing. You sell beer, man. I know. You don't really, it sells itself. No, not, not what I have to sell. Maybe You're poisoning people, like Terrence said. I mean... What I sell is available at for sale. Like I don't. It's not illegal to. But you chose to do that. But it's not illegal to buy. Should be. No. <laughs> like if I sell syrup or something like that, yeah. Like. Why would you choose syrup over? Was that <laughs> is syrup? <laughs> Syrup's not illegal either anymore because you could buy that like on soap and stuff. Oh, like scissorp. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like yeah, syrup like, for like pancakes or something. <laughs> The fuck, man! This he thought the same thing. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, man. I was thinking you meant scissor, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm. Th- yeah. That's what I'm. Well, how's it, how do you say it? Scissorp. 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 Oh, you was, said syrup. I thought it was syrup. Well, I think it is syrup, but that's what they say. Oh, like, they, oh, the way it's it, the, it's spelled the same so, way. So, yeah, so you know exactly what they're talking about. They, yeah, they or they call it lean, right? And the same thing as lean. Yeah, some people call it too. Yeah, yeah. pebble drink. That's just not yeah. good for you, man. What is that? I wonder what... It's hydrocodone, right? Isn't it? I believe so. I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think it's hydrocodone. I remember uh, Sonny talking about it because, you know, they make it. And that's where the whole it. chopped and screwed thing came from, from like Houston. Like all... I think that's how uh, Pimp C died, I want to say, was because uh, from Man. UGK was from <clears throat> Scissor. Methadone? I think it's hydrocodone. Oh, methadone. Oh, I don't know. I've never done it before, but... Yeah. Because I know like... I, like there was an interview I was listening to. It was um, like Adam 22, Young Dolph, and uh, Key Glock. And they were like real slow talking on the interview. And he said later on that they were both doing lean. Oh, Adam 22 was doing it too? Mm-mm, no, Key Glock and uh, Young Dolph were. This is like a long, old, really old, old interview of theirs. But um, Because you remember that drink? You should be called, it was a purple can. It was called Drank. You could buy like at all convenience stores in the inner city, even out like east and stuff. Like I remember seeing that because one day somebody they tried to sell it to us, and we're like, "What is this?" And like our customers like, "Yeah, get that, get that, buy that, buy that, so we can buy from y'all." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll take five cases," and the five cases last like lasted like three hours, you know. And I still see that they sell that drink because I see it in some of my stores still. And I asked the store like, "Hey, when did you buy that?" He's like, "Oh." the 
the we got we got it like two weeks ago from the salesman. Does like, it have alcohol in it? I'm assuming. I don't know what is in it, but it was a they was like the original over the counter where you didn't have to have like a prescription for it, I guess. Mm. But it's got some kind of effect. Um, obviously, it's not like the same as like Young Dolphin. Um, you said we're doing, but like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Buy it. Try it. No. <laughs> Then I want to I have mean, some real conversations in my head. <laughs> they sell in the store. I'm like, pick a can up. Next time you see it, pick a can up. All right. Oh, another thing. Do you think you can get drunk off non-alcoholic beer? I remember us talking about this that we should that we should get me to do it. Probably if you drink enough of it, because there's you, a small percentage of alcohol in there. Yeah, right? it was like it was like so it was like I don't know what the smallest measure thing is, but it's like. Miller, micro, whatever in there. And like, that's why you have to be 21 to sell the buy. Because one day somebody was like, uh, this lady was with her son at Walmart when I was at Walmart on Jefferson Parkway and they grabbed a bush and a, and I was like, you know, that I'm going to buy that. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you have to be 21 to buy that. She's it's not alcoholic. And I was like, I'm telling you when they scan that, it's going to ask for your ID. And she was like, oh, and she put it back. And then, then a mom came and the mom grabbed it. And I was like, yeah, they're not. I, I thought they were themselves. I didn't know. And she was like, that's the dumbest thing. It doesn't have any alcohol. And I was like, no, it's like little traces of alcohol in it. Well, like even like what you're drinking right now, don't they say you have to be 18 to drink those? Um, Some of them do have an 18. I don't see it on this one, but I have seen them. Maybe, maybe they're taking that ingredient out of these, but some things... Some energy drink says, do not drink while you're pregnant. Um, like, too many of those make me feel weird. Like, I was talking to Stacy yesterday before we started recording. Like, she was drinking a Starbucks drink. Oh, yeah. And her Starbucks drink had six things of espresso shots in it. Oh, really? It's like a heart attack weight now. And I was like, and I'm not telling her, I drank two G Fuels at one time before. Like, you know, the same day. And when the, after the second one, I started feeling all like, like, damn, man, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you could feel it. Like, I was like, damn, I don't like this. And I was like, what, what's, am I sick or something? And I was like, fuck, let me go look at that, those cans. It had 300 milligrams of caffeine in each can. No, really? This is 200. So what you're drinking is 200. And you'll be good, you know. But if you drink another one, you probably, if you don't drink them often, you, you'd feel it. But on this, this brand, I don't feel it. But on that brand, I haven't drank one of those since that day. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Like it makes you feel, all, and then when I, then I felt tired as fuck for like the next like seven hours. I was like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? Mm-mm. Sound like it did did a good work on you. But this is the stuff that should be federally um, regulated. And you know, all this stuff is not FDA approved. It's just not regulated. But if you like like protein powder and all that stuff we consume, none of that is it has FDA clearance. It just and on the back of it, it says. This sub, this product has not been tested by the FDA. Blah 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 blah. It's a big old thing on the back of it. All the pro, all the vitamins we take, none of it. Not really. Mm-hmm. It's all in the bottles. I don't know. What you can buy syrup? <laughs> Where syrup? Like the syrup? You can't just buy that. You can buy a ten tn roots. No, that's something completely different, man. Um. Oh, you talking about like what, like the real, real ones are? Yeah. Oh no, I think you, that's like you have to buy that from like the man. Or something. That'd be like from a pharmacy. Yeah, from a pharmacy. I don't know. I have some of that that he gave me, but I haven't tried it. Y'all should try it. Why don't you try it, man? 
No, sir. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> talking in your head, man. I really want to know these conversations you're having, man. I know you have an idea of what you I promise you. I, I promise you. You know how like how you think of something, it goes away. You don't remember it again for like for a couple of hours later. Right. Like it's something like that. That's all the cocaine you did. More than likely. I was telling uh, my friend Alex the other day. Oh, obviously you know Alex. I was telling my friend Alex the other day that um, I was like, man, I have such bad memory. Like sometimes I can't remember shit from like twenty, like ten years ago. I was like, I definitely don't remember anything prior, like before, uh, after high school or like, you know, up to high school. And she was like, yeah, I have really bad memory too. And I was like, I don't know, like something's up. And then she was like, mm-hmm. And then my other friends that have done coke with me before, uh, one of them said they have a bad memory too. Man, it's not good for you. So like, especially what they're putting in that shit now. I'll never do it again. And, uh, and yeah. never say never on this. I'll never do that shit again. Why are you looking at me, man? <laughs> he's going to get fucked up and then he's not going to have the, the willpower not to do it. <laughs> I haven't been drinking. Maybe you should just be sober. I, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a person has a problem. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it was fun. It, I mean, it was not funny, but like as we were talking on the podcast yesterday to this girl named Stacy. I said, um, you know, I'm the kind of person that if I go out and have, you know, she she said something about that'll be her only espresso drink for the day, you know, whatever. I was like, yeah, I, don't, I really don't do that kind of stuff. And she was like, well, uh, what about alcohol? I was like, oh, I'm going to drink about 10 beers. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's I'm, like an hour too. Like one beer. Oh, right? I was like one beer. Ain't No, you ain't fucking teasing me around with that good time. Don't tease me <laughs> with a good time. Bring me the good time. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I mean, there's no. I just love beer. I mean, I just have like I'm not. A, I can drink like like shots every now and then. I can hang with him on the shots. Not that like he drinks like a hundred, a thousand of them or anything. But like, but after a little while, I can't drink any more shots. Like it's I've had my shot limit, and then I can just you know keep on pounding the beers. But do you think you have? I wonder if you have like social anxiety. That's why you have to drink so much. I don't know. You saw? Did you talk about that before? I've asked you that in person before. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I... Because I know when we go eat, just eat and stuff like that, and when people are with us, I don't... But you're not around a bunch of people, though. But I don't really like eating in front of people, too, though. Maybe that is social anxiety. Like, I don't mind eating in front of him, because we've lived together so long, you know? Like, we've been friends for so long, but, like... There's people, like, when we go, like, oh, shit, man, we should have eaten before, and now there's a bunch of people watching me eat, like, a fucking pig and shit, you know? Like... (laughs) I see, but no one's probably even thinking that. That's the thing. Like, you know, it's in our mind. Yeah. It's our mind, right? Like, going to the gym this whole time, like, I was thinking, oh, man, people look at me like I can't lift shit, you know? Like, ain't nobody giving a fuck what I've been doing, you know? Um, like, nobody cares. Sound like, like you, you know? sound like you need a little help, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is your therapy session. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, you should have went yesterday and did the ayahuasca. Could have reset your brain, man. Yeah. I will definitely do it next time. You need time. to try the mushrooms, man. Just start there. Have you, you heard anybody do like psychedelics and help them out? No. Nah. There's a whole thing where like they're helping people with like PTSD, like microdosing. So you'll do like small increments of it every single day. Not like they say you don't want to do it where you start seeing like trees breathing, but you <laughs> want to do enough to like just kind of reset you. Because there's a lot of people that have like trauma and like PTSD and you know depression. It helps people with depression. Um, but I, I mean. All the stuff that he just mentioned he's done, you might as well try something natural, right. you know, that comes out of the, out of the ground. 
And I don't, he's afraid of it though. I don't know what your fear of it is. And that's why I asked you yesterday, like, what is the, what's, uh, what, what's stopping you from doing it? I mean, just, you don't have to do it. That's fine. No, but like, I understand. No, I know, I know you guys just want me to do it, see whatever, you know, not, not to like, I know you guys are wanting me to do it to see because Mike might be able to help me. I understand that. But I'm just saying like, what if, I, what if it pops me on a drug test? Like, I don't know what's in it. Nobody really knows what's in it. What if it pops on one of the five? I don't panel think it te- would pop. Well, on no, a panel. I'm talking on a ten panel test. Who's testing for ayahuasca? No, what's what's in it? Like, what if something's in it? In it? What? It's a root. I'm telling you, you never know what could be in it. <laughs> wow, that's your excuse. I Just a- tell them the reason why you don't do coke. <laughs> I might get drug tested. <laughs> Not that coke is bad. <laughs> <laughs> not that he could die, that he might lose his shitty job. No, I was, I was, memory. I was, um, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> no, I was man. with some friends a couple of weeks ago and they were all doing it. And they were like, you want, well, they weren't all doing it. One of the guys was, two of the guys were doing it. And I was like, no, motherfucker. No, I'm I good. I lose my job. No, no I didn't, I don't, I don't, no, I didn't say, die. I didn't give him no reason. I'm a fucking, I'm like, nah, bitch, I ain't doing that shit with y'all. Oh, I was like, I was like, nah, man. I don't want any, man. Like, last time I did it, I got, got COVID. Oh, tell him that story. <sighs> tell him how shysty you are. What are you talking about? This bitch, so he went into, this buddy of ours died, and so he went to his wake, and he did coke with these people. It was the height of COVID. So he was like, well, I'm going to call out from work and say I have COVID. So he has to go get a test. Yo, right? You know, my boss might actually listen to these episodes. Nowadays. I don't give a fuck. It could have been at Ajax for all they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he ends up getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> look, hey, look, at, look at it this way. At least he didn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> so I get I get tested. On Sunday and on Wednesday, <clears throat> they call me. Hey, you have COVID. You need to, if you're at work, you need to call your boss and something. Go, you need to go home. So I send, they like, my boss is like, uh, just send me the report and send HR the report via email. You know, just take a picture of it, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to go get it and stuff. I'm like, all right. So I get it and I'm like, fuck me, man. Like, and then because on that Friday when our buddy was flying back home to Denver, He's like, man, I'm not feeling good. I'm this and that. I wasn't feeling good when I came. I was like, bitch, you just gave all of us COVID, man. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that you could have got it from anybody, technically. Yeah, but like, I looked at it and we were all sharing the same key, you know? Like, when we're, And I just said, yeah, that's what gave me COVID. And then you got it bad, too. Because I knew he was sick. Cause he oh, man, I got it so bad. Oh, I got really? it so bad. I was like, ah. Yeah, because when I, he's always annoying, but he wasn't annoying that whole week, which was bliss. And I was like, "That bitch is really sick." <laughs> that was a bad combination. Yeah. <laughs> I, so when I know I was really sick, I was sitting on the, I was using the restroom, and I'm, I'm trying to poop, and next thing you know, I just start sweating bullets. Like I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I'm thinking, "Okay, I man, it's been like seven days since." You know, that's just, it's way through my system right now. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I was like, holy fuck, I am fixing to die. Like it, it just felt like shit, man. And then luckily 
the, 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 I don't know what it's called. Cold, is it called cold sweat? Like the way you're sweating, but it's cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it went away like after like 30 seconds. But man, when I'm telling you when it came, like when it, when it was just like drenched, man, and I was like, fuck. You sure it wasn't all they pushing? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, man. It could have oh, been. Oh, man. Did you lose taste and smell? No, I didn't. I don't think I'll know. So, did you just have like body aches? <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, I didn't have a chair in my bedroom at the time. So, I was like laying on the bed all fuck, you know. And then when I finally was able to come back out, like 14 days later, because that wasn't still 14 days, you know, all right. I finally came and sat on a podcast to record a podcast. And I'm sitting like like all fucking sideways and shit because my back's not used to sitting up again, you know. Like, <laughs> like he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was like, "I can't." He's like, "The fuck is going on?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." Like back. What do y'all think about this whole monkeypox thing now? I'm just hoping I don't get it, man. That shit looks nasty, it should, man. man. It looks rough. Yeah, it's like I saw this one video of this girl. She had it like on her lips, and like it just looked disgusting. I don't know. It's just like, because I keep seeing these videos. People are like, they're out in public and they're like, zoom in on people's like arms and legs. And some people can just have, you know, some type of bump or something on their arm, but they're mm-hmm. being prejudged for having that shit now. Right. It's just like, it just seems like life is one thing after another, man. We don't catch a break. I told y'all polio's back. 25, 20 cases in, in somewhere in New York. But really. the, the, the good thing about, well, not good thing about. The monkeypox, they already have a, they say that the smallpox vaccine works for it. So what happens is when you, after you get it, you start getting like little bumps all over your body? I think you start getting it on your face first and then it spreads. Well, I think, it, I think you feel like you have a cold, I think originally from what I read, and then it starts producing like bumps and sores. Yeah, I've seen pictures of people with it on their nose. Yeah. But hopefully I think, I think it, most of it just goes away. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so like. All of it, like, like you're not gonna have it like forever, like that. It, it I, you're away. probably it's kind of probably like, uh, like, a, mar- like a little scratch marks, like what's thing to get as kids, like chicken pox. Now I want you all to see something. Okay, this has already been here, so I don't even think I got fucking. <laughs> I got this little thing on the back of my neck right here. It's been there for like a year. But you know, like, it's like an ingrown hair or something. Okay, it's not a fucking monkey pox. <laughs> but people don't freak out about kids having chicken pox. You know, it's basically the same thing, right? Well, chicken pox is more like herpes, I think. But I mean, it's some kind of thing that people get. It's weird how, like, we can hear something in the news and it's, like, the new thing that we have to worry about. Does chicken pox, do they still do chicken pox parties? I know when I was a kid we used to. That's Uh, how I got it. Like, you remember, like, when one kid got chicken pox, all the parents put all the kids together so they all had it at the same time? I ain't never been through that. Did you get, how old were you when you had chicken pox? I have never had it. Uh, it's not good at getting it as an adult from what I hear. Well, thank you. You could have guessed that little info by yourself. (laughs) I'm exactly, but... I was in uh I was in elementary, and we were supposed to uh, go to Liberty Land, mm. and I got it. Damn! Uh, so I couldn't go. That shit itches so bad, man. Yeah, I still distinctly remember having. I think I got it when I was like in kindergarten, so I was like five. I remember, <clears throat> I remember my brothers getting it, but I never got. Yeah, it. Yeah, they used to have a thing where they would like send people to go get with other kids to get it. Hey Sally, Johnny's got chicken pox and send the rugrats over. Yeah. <laughs> and then you come like three or four kids from the neighborhood and But yeah, yeah, it can kill adults. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that. Better watch out, man. Don't have no chick- chicken pox parties. <laughs> is there a, is there a vaccine for chicken pox? 
Uh, I mean, is there something you go take as an adult? Like, I guess uh, I think it's the same thing. Like they use for herpes, so probably or shingles. I think more like shingles and herpes and chickenpox. I think are in the same family. I need to call the nurse doctor Kroger or the little clinic at Kroger. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to get all these. I think vaccines. I'm right about that, but yeah, that's weird. You never had chickenpox, man. Maybe you maybe did. Maybe I did. Maybe, you did. maybe you're like Hanine and didn't know she was a U.S. citizen until <sighs> like she was 31. <laughs> or, or maybe that white stuff just made him forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, Ral, you're a riot, man. Chicken pot. I'll never forget this story. I'll have to leave all the names out because I'll tell the story, but, you know, but the people's names can have to be excluded. I was working a party. We're working security at a party at uh, in South Southwind. It was with during the golf tournament. This was back in like two thousand three or four, something like that. <clears throat> and my buddy shows up, and you know he's he's invited. You know, so my door of the part. My, my job at the party was to as people came in to make sure they had an invitation. You know, like in little foyer areas, big ass house. You know, mansion. And I'm like, hey, how y'all doing? Can I see you know. They say sure, and here you go. Up, oh, you know, coats go over here. There's a coat check, and you know. Everyone's in the back having a good time. My buddy shows up and they walk up to me. They go, hey, go upstairs and divide this up. I'm like, what is it? They're like, just fucking take this. Go upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I go upstairs and there's a fucking package this big, okay, just full of it. And they're telling me to go ahead and divide it up into like, like whatever money bags they gave me or whatever. And <laughs> my buddy comes up there and he goes, he goes, he knocks on the bathroom door. He goes, dude, the fuck are you doing in there? He, <laughs> he, he opens the door and he goes, the fuck is going on in here, man? You're having a party for one? What the fuck? <laughs> he said, I had all of my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And he's like, I'm fucking doing, it's like all over my face like this. And he goes, what the fuck? He looks at the bags that I've made. One has like this much in it. One has like that much in it. He's like, just go back downstairs. You're a junkie. (laughs) He's like, he's like, he's like, just go back downstairs and just go back to your post. And he's like, Jesus Christ, man. I was like, do you not sound like a degenerate in your head when you tell these stories? (laughs) But it was a great story. And I was like, I was just like, whoa. Wow. They didn't say don't do any. I mean, I I think they assume you wouldn't do it. (laughs) That's on their fault. But I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done done shit in a long time. Fucking Scarface, man. If you, if I had like a chair sitting in, like I could have been like I could have been Al Pacino, like I, that's what I felt like. Wow, what does that shit make you feel like? It's a quick high. It's a it's a quick high. Um, this is when the stuff in Memphis was actually really good. You know, now I have no idea what it's like, but like it was coming in and it, it was it was legit shit, and you know you didn't have to worry about everything like we do now, but um. You 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 hit. So what what makes you test positive on a drug test for cocaine is not cocaine. It's um I forget the meta. It's something. It's a metabolic that's created in your blood that is only active. It's only in your blood when you've done cocaine. 
So that's what the drug, the, one of the five panels on the drug test is cocaine, um, weed, um, meth. Um, I forget the other, other, other two, but like it, it, uh, when it, when you test positive on a drug test, you, you're testing actually positive for the metabolic it's created. The cocaine's only in your system for like three hours. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. what is the feeling like? Oh, it's so like, it just gets you hot. You feel like you're on top of the world. And then. Do you feel like you can accomplish it? Yeah. Some people are very, I actually, I'm not friends with him anymore, but he used to, he used to wake up, um, Every morning, and as soon as he woke up, he did a line. Jeez. And this was every day. Not, not, that's all he did was just write one line every day. You know, I, I haven't talked to the guy in 10 years, so I don't know if he's still doing it or not. But he he did a line that was probably about, what is that, like three inches, four inches, probably like, you know. No, we're not talking about Scarface Gator Tales or anything like that, which is a really, really long line. But, like, he would do it. And he would pop up, get up, shower, brush his teeth, make breakfast, go to work, come home, watch, watch TV, you know, do his thing, go out with his friends. And he did this every single day, he told me. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That he's like, man, that's better than coffee to me. But I was like, did you not, did you not feel like you needed another one? And at any point, he's like, no. I did that one line and that one eight ball lasted me a week and every once a week I'd go meet the dealer and I'd get another one. I'm like, all right. Some people are very functional on it. I think my thing is when I was doing it, I was just usually so drunk when I did it that it made me more fucked up because a lot of people use it to sober up. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. If you're, uh, if you're, if you're, um, if you're, rolling too hard and you need to come like with like MDMA or Molly. I mean, sorry, Molly or Molly is MDMA or like ecstasy. And, and if you're rolling way too hard and you feel like you need to come down, they'll usually, usually like they'll usually give you a bump or somebody or, you know, if nobody has it, then you'll probably just drink some orange juice and just fucking go, go sky high. But usually if you were, if you want to come down a little bit, you take a little bump or two of some Coke and it brings your high down a little bit. Hmm. So they say. (laughs) So they say. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't don't know nothing about none of that. Yeah. That's some wild friends, man. (laughs) So you have any... um, I I was trying to find this article, but I heard that there's like people in... I think it's L.A., they're all flushing their coke down the toilet because most of it's tested, like testing before they do it now because they don't want to die. And a lot of animals are getting become like really wild because they're getting the coke that they flush down the toilet. I want to say it's like squirrels or maybe like I just saw something about like alligators in some city Damn. states. Well, yeah, you know, like if you go to a festival, if it's a if it's a reputable festival in the country or anywhere in the world. There's going to be an organization. One, the only one I can think of right now is it's called Dance Safe, and they're like at you know all the big concerts in Vegas, EDM shows, all that stuff. Uh, Ultra in Miami, they'll have like multiple stations set up in, 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 in at Ultra throughout the whole week. Uh, you take, say, you buy a pill from somebody, and you take that pill, and you're like, hey, can you test this for me? And they're like, sure. 
there's no repercussion or anything. So it's all safe, you know, within that. And um, the, you get it tested and they tell you whether it's safe to take or not. And then if it is safe, you fucking pop it. If it's not, you just lost. I don't even know how much a roll is nowadays, you know, but you uh, lost. If you do take it, you're going to probably die. More than likely, I think if it's bad, they just they keep it. Right. And they, they'll also test Coke. They'll test other things, too. Just imagine, man, like you're living like a person that was like a king or some oligarch, like, or, you know, political person where they got to test the food before they eat. Yeah. Like that's a like, just don't do the shit. Well, that's that's the thing. But they know people aren't not going to do it. So they're creating more safer avenues for people to do it. I don't know if somebody told me there's like a small percent chance you're going to die. Something Mm -hmm. like. Like you go, like they say that if a beach is full of like arsenic or something and there's like, if you step on it, there's like a tiny percent chance you're going to die. Are you going to do it? I'm not going to go to that fucking beach. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this gives you, I know I understand exactly what you mean. It makes 100% sense. Don't get me wrong. But then that should be, but if you have, right if you have a safe outlet to test what you need to test, you can also buy the kits on Amazon, but you don't have to do drugs. That's the thing. But that's the thing. People are going to do the drugs. Regardless, but why you, are you defending drug use, man? I'm just saying I'm. You are. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, it's like your conversation you have in your head. You should have a conversation <laughs> in your head right now. Maybe I shouldn't be defending drug use right now. I don't see a problem with it if it's safe and they're not hurting anybody else. They're hurting people. Obviously, people are dying in the streets from this shit. Oh, okay. I, okay, no, I'm talking. Okay, so I wasn't thinking about like on the dealer level and then the source level. I was talking about like people. That have already bought in it being safe. Right. And if it's not safe, yeah, you know, no one percent. I get what you're saying. My bad. Yeah, okay. I don't think you do. Because an illegal drug is an illegal drug for many reasons, but it mainly you shouldn't be doing because it's not good for your body. You're basically poisoning your body. Why are you gonna put something in your body that's poison? And then you have the fear of something else being added to it that's killing people. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. there was this whole thing where, like, I think it was like four comedians somewhere in LA, and three oh, yeah. of them OD'd, and then one lived. Um, but that's that's a high percentage of people dying off the same product. Right. You would think you would think something like that would make you make people not want to do it. But, yeah, it's like the uh, the whole thing. Like you know, this a stove is hot. You're not gonna put your hand on it, but you're the type of person that's like, well, maybe the stove's not on today. <laughs> Or maybe it'll only burn for a second. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. You don't have you don't have critical thinking, man. You need to think logically. It's just like some stuff is is not the risk is not worth the reward. No, definitely not. And that's no. why that's why I'm you know I'm not gonna. So if I have to test something to do it. I'm just not going to do it. That's yeah. you, though. I understand that, but it, that should be everybody. everybody. No, I get that. I understand. You shouldn't say I'm not doing coke because I don't want to lose my job. You should not <laughs> want to do coke because you can lose your fucking life. That's why I'm not doing it. No, you're not doing it because you don't want to lose your job. Let's be real. No, I don't. I don't condone cocaine use. You're just back at you tell all your you get hot. You you light up when you tell stories about coke, man. Uh, what are you talking about? The glory days. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, what are your real stories, man, outside of drug use? I'll have to come back to you. 
That's a problem, man. That is a problem. He's about to have a quick conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this one time at Club Headliner? Nope. This one time at Club Backstreet? Oh, man. Nope. Yeah, you should be interested in life, man. Everybody should have a story. I mean, like, he told us about Japan. That's very interesting. That was he really didn't cool. once tell us about doing lines of coke <laughs> off hookers. <laughs> you know? Maybe he doesn't share that to us. <laughs> Maybe you should keep those to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but for real, where else Where else did you want to travel to? Uh, I don't know. I, I like to go everywhere, really. Where have you been? Like, where are some places you've been, like, outside the U.S.? Uh, like, I did I did a cruise a couple of times. Went to, like, uh, Belize, uh, Jamaica, Cozumel. Yeah. Did that, did that a couple of times. <coughs> but, me. like, flying out to another country. Yeah. Japan's been on the place so far. How long was that flight? I think 12 hours, I think. Okay. Now, do you fly from Memphis to LAX and LAX to... No, I uh, went went from Memphis to Houston, I believe, to Tokyo. Oh, wow. And then I think on the way back, I think I think there was flooding in Houston, so we landed in Chicago. Damn. Hit like a five-hour layover. Well, I know what's, you know, I see people post like all these different like travel things they they, they have for sale, you know, but like some of those like that seem too good to be true, even though like a really good price, hotel, flight included, you know, like yeah. seven days or whatever. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Okay. I was making, it's not my mind, <laughs> but uh, no, like, um. How many flights, how many connecting flights do you have? How long are those flights? You know, like, how long is the travel? You know, that, I don't know. Like, right. I don't know. Oh, you're talking about, like, a cheap ticket for something? Yeah, like, you know. Well, you, I guess it depends on how much time you have and, like, if you're willing to sit and wait for those connecting yeah. flights. Like, say you go and say you got a ticket to Peru for $1,200. That's, like, seven nights or six six days, seven nights, you know, on a, a hotel included for 1200 bucks. Like, what kind of flight is that? Like, how long is that? Is that one of those flights where you fly on one day and you get there the next day? You know, like, you right. fly overnight or, like, what is it? Like, Yeah, you're probably going to have – I've seen some where it's, like, a 24-hour layover. Yeah, yeah. I've but, like that. I said, it depends on if you have the time and you're patient enough to wait, you know, and you want to save that much money. I think I'd rather pay a little more. Me too. Yeah. One, one. I think one stop is probably all I can handle. Yeah, unless you have like a nice access to like a lounge, that's a different story. Well, you have access to what that Delta lounge or the? I mean, the, it just depends on what lounge is available in that airport. Now, does Memphis have a lounge? I think they have a Delta one. Oh, okay. I don't know what since I haven't flown since the new side came open. Yeah, yeah. When one. we flew out in January, it was not open yet. But usually, when we fly out, we're not going to be sitting there. It's not a connecting, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, like uh, I'm with him on that. I don't. I wouldn't want to just sit there for 36 hours to save 400 bucks. Yeah. You got to spend a little money. Because it's like that when we found out about the trip coming up, and it's just like, do we want to really sit in the airport for 11 hours, or do you want to sit for three hours? Oh, yeah. And it was like, I think it was like maybe like a $23 difference or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's like, nah, it's not worth it, man. Yeah, I'd like to see who chooses 11 hours. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some motherfucker that's going to choose. <laughs> uh, some some dumb people, you know, didn't read. <laughs> <sighs> I you was, should have that internal conversation, man. I'm having, work, one, work on those. I'm having one right now. <laughs> Are you raging out right now? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. You're going to go from having a conversation to having speeches. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> Fuck both <laughs> of y'all. How about that? Was that? Oh, the start that you see that come out loud. I really want to know. The next time you have a conversation, please let us know, man. Write it down, or do like a voice memo of your. Uh, once you hopefully you get your phone working, but get a voice memo of. Yeah, man. Fucking, I'm actually gonna go up. Tell the last time you got a phone. Why'd you get a new phone? What? Remember that? <laughs> it was like 2013. You got a new phone? Two, no, it was like, what was I hanging out with Sabrina? It was like 2012, 2013. It was after Josh died. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to got think I'm a degenerate. Right? You can't, like, you're right. It's, it's, too, late. it's too late. It's I mean, too late. <laughs> Oh God! I okay, wish so, I had that voice memo still. So I was I was hanging out with this girl, and uh, you know we we hook up and like then afterward I can't remember exactly. I used and, to always tell him that I think he has a little dick. Oh yeah, so I convinced her to go on. To, you know, I was like talking about I was recording my with my phone with the voice memo, <laughs> and I was like talking really like you know the phone was like under like here's the phone the pillow is a little underneath but you know. And like, I was like, so yeah, um, she's like, I said something about my dick. She's like, no, it's great. It's not little. And I was like, yes, I got it on fucking tape. And I was like, listen to this. I was like, hey, man, I need you to come home, please. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, listen to this. I was like, it wouldn't fucking play. That didn't record. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, shit. And I was like, all right. He goes, sorry, man. Little dick. <laughs> And um, then we, we I get her to come over again, and we hang out, we hook out, we hang out again, and hook up. And this time I went and bought a new fucking phone <laughs> just so I could get her just, recorded. Just record it. Yeah, I was like, no. But and then oh, he's like, it. he's like talking to her. He's like, yeah, what do you think about the mall? Uh, what is it, Wolf Chase Mall or something? And then she's like, and he's like, yeah, I need to buy some different condoms. Like, wouldn't she learn to like latex or something? Yeah. Like that? And then uh, it didn't help him out, man, because the girl was like, yeah, it's big, but a good thing it doesn't last that long. <laughs> oh, bet to zero. <laughs> but I don't have a little dick anymore. <laughs> she also said she wouldn't. She she also said she's not a small girl or she's not, not a, a big girl. She's not a big girl. And she definitely was a big girl. <sighs> she was. Yeah. OK. Next. <laughs> Moving on. As the kids say. Next. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. You are you need your own reality show, man. He sure do. He he got some stories, man. <laughs> just just be you. Don't try to be funny. Just be you, man. He asked to write a book. <laughs> Chapter one The Memories That Have Been Lost. Oh, Two hundred blank pages. Uh, Chapter, Chapter five. <laughs> God damn. Man. But you know, like I do remember stuff. Like when people are talking about it, like they'll bring up something from like Riverdale Elementary or something. I'll go, fuck, I remember that. But you know, just I don't remember it until they like they say it, right, you know, like right. 
because I remember one time um we used to we used to um we used to uh there was like this little board in the in the cafeteria and we used to spit the spitballs at it, you know, and like try to get it. And then one day I got busted doing it and it was like three hundred spitballs on there. <laughs> and the, the teacher goes, Raul, principal's office. And I really think the principal was sus because he used to love paddling me. <laughs> fucking little bastard. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is back in the day. Like, so my mom. Why I, do you I, think he loved paddling you? Because he's paddling me a lot. Maybe you were just bad. Nah, I think he was a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, that's not the first thing that goes in my head. Man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, like he'd paddle me, and like I used to get. I used to knew I was, I was like, I'm I'm feeling get paddled today. Yeah, I know I am. So then the next, I, I would bolt it. I would book it right. So then, if they couldn't, if they couldn't catch me, then I wouldn't get paddled. Where are you running to? Home, like from school to home. So when you get paddled, are you bending over a desk, or they put you over their knee? Like no, how no, is no. This so going like, down? so there, so there has to be another person in there, and the other, the person that used to be in there was the vice principal, uh, Miss Miss. I can't remember her name. I could see her face. I could see the principal's face. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like, so. I, when I knew I was going to get paddled the next day, I would wear like three pairs of underwear. Or, you know, like <laughs> going out underwear. I, 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 I'd underwear. be ready. <laughs> no wonder. So, I see where it so comes they from. caught on to that because there wasn't no anymore. It was just, and they're like, I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like, why aren't you? Cr-? And then he's like, you know, looking at me like, because I usually be crying, you know, and he's like, all right. So then they used to make me take my pants off. And when they paddled me, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, that is kind of suspect, man. That's kind of weird. To take it's a little kid's But it's kind of weird uh, to that keep he... doing stuff knowing <laughs> you don't get paddled. I mean, I almost that, saying like he, he, he you're like getting paddled. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do love attention, good or bad. But man. like, so then like, you know, I told my mom, I was like, I can't believe you let him paddle me. She's like, who paddled you? I was like, my principal. And she's like, Oh yeah, he called about something. I said, "Go ahead." Like I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> wow. And then it was so bad that she would just tell him, "You don't have to call us anymore. Just, wow. just, just whip his ass." Man, you are a fucked up person. One day, they got so pissed off at me at school that they demoted me to a to the, to the third or fourth grade again. Like I was fucking with my teacher so hard in fifth grade. That she she had like a mental breakdown. I feel so bad for the lady because now as I think about how, how bad I was, that she couldn't handle it anymore, and she just left the classroom. Principal comes in there, he goes, "Roll, come on, like, we're going." I didn't even do anything, guys. Did I do anything? Looking around the class, like, no, you didn't do anything this time. He's like, it's just built up. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Where we're going? He's like, you're going back to the fourth grade. Like you gonna be immature like this? You go hang out with the fourth grade kids. Not much has changed, man. <laughs> and, and, and the so they gave me like, and then when they when they were coming, Andres, to, Andres and uh, Alex, please listen to this episode. And then when they were and when they and then when they came to see what I was doing in the fourth grade, I was doing the same. Thing I was doing in the fourth grade. Wow! So the teacher was like, "Raul, are you paying attention?" I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, this is all your homework that you need to catch up on with six months with this work. I'm like, she gave me like a big ass thing. So I go home with this book. I'm still doing this homework. And, you know, after I get yelled at by my brothers for not doing my homework for like an hour, you know, they, they're starting to beat me up too. And then finally I start doing my homework. And like, what is this bullshit? 
did you do this last year? I'm like, yeah, they put me in the, they put me back in the fourth grade. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then my mom goes, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh yeah, they put, I didn't tell you guys, they didn't call y'all. She's like, no, school doesn't call us anymore. They can just, they can just whip your butt. I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, they said I did something. I don't know what I did. And they put me in and they go, <laughs> they were like, so everyone in my family is looking at me like, like we're looking at you right now. They're like, what happened now? I was like, yeah, they told me that I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was bad in the fifth grade. So they put me back in the fourth grade. And you didn't think to say anything about us to this us? I'm like, this, this was like two weeks later. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Man. I'm like, no. I thought you, they told us they could do whatever they wanted. And she was like, my mom went upstairs. Her and the principal were cool, you know, so she called and was like, hey, um, did you, what is going on with this? He's like, oh, he didn't tell y'all? It's like, you didn't tell me. <laughs> and when my mom found out that, it was O.V. Fifth grade, next day, here I come. I'm like, bam, bitches, I'm back! <laughs> I'm back! And all my classmates like, where you been? Like, bitch, as you see all that fucking recess and the fucking lunch thing, what y'all talking about? Where I been? And this is why you are the way you are, because there's never been any real consequences for your actions. And then, yeah, and then, like and yeah. then, and then I was the king of Riverdale because not only did I go down a grade, I went up a grade the same year, <laughs> same fucking year. Wow. You really need to reevaluate your life, my friend. <laughs> This was a long time ago, man. No, you're the same way now. <laughs> Not much has changed. Nah, 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 nah. You're nah. just taller. I can't get pedal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are mentally stunted, my friend. So that was the Riverdale days. Do you want to be a better person? When I went to high school. I asked you a serious question. I mean, like, I don't, from what you're telling me, when you were, how old were you in fifth grade? I don't know. Eight, nine, I guess. Maybe ten. I think you, I think you 40, graduate. I think to you graduate. 42. Yeah, 10. Not, not 10, much 10. has really changed, man. Hey, man. I'm, I'm working on it. No, you're not. I'm changing. I did see this one thing the other day. It said sometimes men don't mature till they're like 45, <laughs> which is pretty sad. But uh, maybe there is some hope for you. But I seriously, I go back to the Elon Musk thing that most people are setting their ways and they need to just die off. <laughs> you're ready to die? I mean, you're going to die anyways. But I'm just saying that. Regardless, but I just think that maybe you, like I said, I don't, I don't think you've ever been held accountable for shit you've done. So why would you change? You know oh no! Saying? When they got to high school, it was completely different because now well, I know you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like our buddy tried to get him to do this this retreat yesterday because he's trying to help him out and he sees that he you know is lacking in certain areas. Like uh, I think Raul lacks emotional intelligence. Like, even our friend's uh, fiancé was like, yeah, Raul, I think you really like that. She said that because he said that to no, her. No, I found out that you did something that she thought you were a bully, and so she thought that on her own. What did I say? I don't know. I, this is what he told me yesterday when I talked to him on the phone. I was a bully. To her, which I can see you bullying somebody. You don't think that some of the stuff you do is is wrong, and so you think it's okay. You think it's funny, but maybe it's not appropriate in that situation. Or that what time did period. I do to her? I don't know. You'd have to ask him and her. But he just told me that that's why she was upset at you at one time. And then she was like, yeah, I can see why you guys do the stuff to Raul that y'all do. <laughs> he's kind of a dick. And you're telling me, you can, you got to be honest with yourself that you, 
you can never say that you went through life and no one's ever said that guy's an asshole or a dick. To be continued on next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, man, like maybe you need to like sit back and think like, cause sometimes I'll say something like, man, that was really stupid or that was fucked up. But it's like, you don't have that. You just keep zooming through, man. Uh, I've definitely slowed down a lot. You got the oh well mentality. Yeah. Like, no, nah, not anymore. Like I used to be like that for sure. I mean, uh, from what you told us today, I don't think you. Nah, nah. Your actions don't back your words, man. Nah, man you know, it's a story, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't think you're a bad person, but I just think that you do need to think about some of the stuff you say and how your actions can affect other people. I think we all need to do that. So yeah. I'm sure like we've all been in a situation where we said something to somebody that's kind of foul or yeah and regretted it yeah right after yeah <clears throat> I think that just becomes with being a person man just yep. you know doing better like I mentioned the whole you don't want to be the same as you were ten years ago mentally as you are today or even five years ago like you always want to be progressing as a human that's, that's right. true one hundred percent can I read you guys something yep. Oh, Is these your internal thoughts? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Dear hotels and restaurants and airlines and ev- everywhere else, if you don't have enough staff to handle your normal amount of customers, stop taking the normal amount of customers. You're not understaffed. You're overbooked. Hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't think it's fair for a place to overwork people if they're not going to be able to staff them. Because then, like, because the customer comes in and they're like, well, you know, you brought us in you as like we were normal. And then they're going to get upset. But that's also on the customer, too. A customer should not, especially in these times, I guess they should be kind of lenient on people. If you see, like, there's one person run the whole fucking floor, don't expect yourself to be on time. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I agree with that. I think it also goes down to management. Maybe the manager should jump in and help out. Yeah, because like you know, if a restaurant is overbooked and there's not enough people working there, they should stop. They should stop letting people come in. Like we're full, instead of you only get fuller and fuller and fuller, right? And I think this guy has a very valid point with that. It's like if you're understaffed, don't overbook or don't book normal like you normally would. All right. Yeah. Because we've been places and it's literally one lady or one guy and he's doing like 17 things. And, you know, you just you just have to sit there and wait. There's nothing you can do. Because if if they're short staffed in the front of the house, they're more than likely short staffed in the back of the house. All right. So, yeah, just got to have a little patience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think he's like he said, you just need to be patient with people, man. I mean, nothing that you're going to at a restaurant is going to be the end of the world to be like just a dick to somebody because your food came out a little bit slower and it's not their fault. Cause generally, like I said, it's, it's not the server's fault. It's the person in the kitchen cooking. And then we don't know what's going on. Maybe there's just one person back there too. One or two people. I went to, um, young Avenue daily one, one night or this was like maybe, maybe a year ago. And you know, it took a little bit, it took longer than normal, like considerably longer, but you know, we're sitting drink, having drinks and talking and stuff and, you know, bullshitting. And, you know, some of the people I was with were like, what the fuck is taking so long for the food? I was like, I don't know. Like, So she would ask the waitress. She asked the waitress and the waitress like, oh, they're backed in. The, they're back super backed up in the kitchen. Your food should be coming up shortly. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. 
and like another 45 minutes went by. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting back because I, I literally know every single person that was working on the, at a shift. Right. So I'm not saying shit, you know? And, um, she comes back like, and she's like, Wait, where's the food at again? She was like, you guys should be up. Like, there's nothing I can do. The kitchen is still backed up. People don't understand if one fryer goes out and they only have two, then they're cooking all, let's just say fries. They're cooking all those fries in that one basket. I mean, that one fryer. You got to think how many orders of fries they sell, like, you know, cheese fries, chicken fries, whatever fries they want to sell, they sell. And if something goes down, there's nobody's fault for that. All right. I think I think uh, too. If if you're the manager of the place, not even put it on the server. I think the manager should probably come by each table and be like, "Hey, sorry, your stuff is taking too long. We're backed up." Some Just places, to let somebody know. Yeah, yeah, some places do do that, right? I yeah. mean, some somebody like, "Hey guys, just let you know. I know you've been here for a while. Your food is coming. You know, there's nothing we can do. You know." And at the end of the day, there's really not much they can do, but at least they come into ha- talk to you and say, you know, like, yeah. But like they they can they can come talk to you and uh, basically let you know what's going on, which which gives you a choice on whether you want to wait or or head home. Yeah, or, I mean head somewhere different. One hundred percent. Yeah, if they you, can. If you choose to wait, it doesn't. You know, you're not putting yourself in a, in a good position to to complain and. And try to argue and fight over it, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you made that choice to wait. That's so true. Yeah, you can. They can base. They can basically like, diffuse a situation before it gets too bad. Yeah, by letting you know ahead of time. <clears throat> we went to, to Tony's birthday dinner um, downtown well, last year, maybe or yeah, yeah something like that. Year. And you know, we were there for like four hours, but the people we were with made it. It, it didn't matter because, right. you know, it was people we wanted to be with anyways. We were probably going to spend the rest of the night with. And, like, it was, you know, yeah, I was hungry. Don't get me wrong. I was really hungry. But, like, I'm not going to say anything to the to the only – because she was the only server. You were waiting four hours to for food? Like, I don't know if it was four hours. It was a it was a considerable wait time. Because we got there at 7, and we went up – we were going to go upstairs. But we didn't have going to go upstairs because it was so late. It was, like, 10, 30 when no, we, we left. did. Did we go upstairs? Yeah. It was like 10.30 when we went up there. And like, you know, it was still fun. But, you know, I mean, I was just hungry at the time. And when we got our food, we ate. And But that was in really kind of still the height of the pandemic, too. That was 2021. Summer of 2021. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I said, it's most stuff is not that serious to me. Right. You know, it's it's just some of just minor inconveniences. You yeah, know, because yeah. at the end of the day, when you're about on your death, but you're gonna be worrying about that you didn't get your food on time at some it's, random it's restaurant. Like, you know, if I see if, if I see a line, I'm gonna make the choice to go somewhere else. Yeah, from the get go. You know, why why put you put yourself in a position to to get mad and frustrated mm-hmm. when you could avoid it to begin with? Yeah. So what places around town do you usually photographer or photograph? Like, is it like, do you do events or do you do like restaurants and bars or how does your stuff work? Uh, a lot of time I just, uh, I may walk around downtown and, you know, take pictures. Uh, I do, I do, I may do events if, if somebody reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, doing uh, concerts. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things to, to photograph too. Yeah, I saw that uh, one of our friends, he's a DJ here. He liked a lot of your picture. I don't know if you work with him or not. Jeremy Allen. I think it's, what's his name? DJ name? DJ Decepticon. 
I think he, what is he doing at the, is he doing? The Hyatt rooftop parties. Yeah, Hyatt rooftop parties now. But I did, I saw his name came up a lot on, on a lot of your pictures. So I didn't know if you worked with him or not at all. No, no I hadn't worked with him. But yeah, that's just, because I, I, I want to say one of your pictures, I believe is one of yours, where there's like water on the ground in front of the Orpheum. Is that one of yours? Oh, yeah. On the yeah. street? That, that, that's the picture that I hit you up all about, remember? Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome picture, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's a really good picture. Yeah, I, I love getting, uh, I love reflection pictures. Mm. So what is the whole, like, how does the setup go and everything? Because to get it to make the way it makes it look like, like, are you like on the ground when you're taking the picture or like, are you just making like right when after it gets done raining or. Yes. Uh, some, sometimes, uh, uh, I go right out there rain, mm-hmm. but sometimes I just be walking in and come across a little puddle. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Damn, um, my my eyes are always looking around. So that's so if, cool, if I see a puddle, I, I go to it and look, see what I can get. Yeah, if I can get anything from it. <laughs> do you do a lot of drone work or any drone work? Uh, not really. I I got a drone. Uh, I had I had like two crashes, mm. so it's. Makes me nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine that's an expensive investment, man. Well, my buddy got a new drone a couple of weeks ago, or a month, maybe a month ago or two months ago now. He's like, "You want to fly it?" I'm like, "Fuck no! That thing looks expensive as fuck. It's like a badass, brand new, whatever." I was like, "No," because he's crashed a couple of his older ones, and luckily they didn't break too bad, you know, so right. you could fix them. I was like, "I'm not crashing that fucking thing and have to buy a new one. You're out of your mind." Yeah, I, I, I had like when I first got got a drone, I was I had got to the point where I was like pretty pretty confident with it, and and uh, I went went out on Beer Street for bike night, mm-hmm. and you know at night sensors don't work, mm. and so no, I took my pictures, did the video, and the battery got got so low, I started bringing back. I was like, let me let me just let it bring itself back. Yeah. Oh, so it will come back when it gets get started yeah. low. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool shit. It started going to the tree. Oh shit! Towards the tree, so I I took it out of auto mode and was doing it myself, mm-hmm. not thinking it was backwards. Oh shit! So I flew it into the tree, <laughs> <laughs> and it came 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 falling down. I tried to catch it, but yeah, I was too slow. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they did that. So you can no you can push like return home and it'll come back to you. Yeah, that is cool yeah, cause, as shit. Because but uh, before it take off, it'll it'll uh, record the home point. Huh? Yeah, that's smart. So what you're seeing on the screen when on your remote is what you rec- what you're seeing on the camera on the drone. Yeah. That so do so most cool. of them come with cameras now? Yeah. Okay. Ma- majority of them do. Damn. But oh, yeah. drones never always had cameras. I thought you had to put cameras on some of them. Like maybe the original ones, maybe like you add a GoPro to it or something. Like, yeah, I thought that's why I thought most people had some type of thing on there. Because I think yeah. in that one time they used to be like you look on through your phone. Yeah, I remember that. Like a, maybe like some of the really like original. basic ones, maybe or something. Yeah. Well, you remember that thing, the little helicopter thing that you got? Or I didn't buy that. Oh yeah, your penis guy from me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, this girl he hooked up with bought me this little thing, and I was getting, I actually got really good at it. I was like, man, I want to buy a drone. So I get on Amazon, like, no, nah, I'm not buying no drone. It was like, you know, a 
back then it was like the newest, baddest thing, right? It was like two grand for something that was like this big. Or right. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to keep on playing with this thing. <laughs> like, you know, like, that would be cool to buy a drone, though, like a little starter one. Yeah, I, I want to get I want to get one uh, the LPV. Is that drone. the one with the headset? Yeah, it, uh, it can go all kind yeah, of. Yeah, we we had a guy. His name is Jaime, and he lives down in Miami. Really great photographer, um, but like he's really good with that type of stuff. He's like a he can like race them like through through cars under cars like through shelving yeah. and shit. Like that's badass. Yeah. I just, I just got to get back to the point of, of flying my, my drone consistently before mm. before I justify myself spending another thousand or two <laughs> yeah. on another drone. What what kind of drone do you have? I got a uh, I got the Mavic Air, the first one. Is that the big? Is that the white one? Uh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Are they big or how big or would you say it is? Uh, it's about mine is about like this. Wow. And then and then the legs. Fold out. Okay. Yeah. Damn. How hard is it to start controlling? Is it? Does it try to fall instantly when you first lift them off, or no, does it take uh, off and you just got to keep it steady? Like when when you first when you first take it off, it it uh, go up I think three feet, mm-hmm. and then you can you control it from there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And how many how many miles do they go? Uh, I think. Between two and three miles. That's far, man. But but uh, no, the, with regulation, you have to be able to. You're supposed to be able to have it in sight. Oh, okay. To where you can see it. I got you. So you have to register it through the FAA. Yeah. You have to get a license, right? Like legally or whatever. Uh, you only have to do the license if you want to. If you want to do it uh, commercially. Okay. Oh, okay. Like make yeah. money on it. Yeah. So like every city you go to, you have to like sign some like click on something when you turn it on, or how does that work? Um, or is it just kind of universal for every state? Yeah, it's it's universal, but you know you you, you get the app that lets you know um, where you can fly that because oh, okay. you want you want to stay away from airports and like if there's a stadium with live event going on, you want to stay away from there. Okay, I think you have to be like maybe three miles away. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I read one guy. Uh, he was like, I think. Three miles away from the airport, mm-hmm. and his drone just started controlling itself. <laughs> flew flew all the way to the airport and landed, and he had thing like a twenty thousand dollar fire. Damn! Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I felt bad. How do they? How do they expect the guy to pay that? Like, <laughs> put him on payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to cameras, what's better, the camera or the lens? Uh or the photographer. The photographer is is probably number 1 because okay. like you can if if you're good enough, if you if you see things good enough, mm-hmm. then you can work magic with with just a phone. Really? Cuz cuz no, I've done that before where I went out and did night photography with with just my phone. Mhm. Yeah, so the uh, the photographer is, is is first, okay, and then you know people tr- people try to say the lens, but but really depending on what what you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. the camera is is probably more important than the lens, okay, because you know you can you can I don't know, work around not having the best lens mm. as long if you have a a good enough camera, okay. 
Because I've seen like, um, what do they have? Is it DSLR? Yeah. And then mirrorless. So what's yeah. the difference between those two? Uh, Are these painted cameras? No, I think it's because like this, I have this camera right here that I bought. I've never even done anything with it. I think that's a mirrorless camera. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But like, could I take decent pictures with that camera, do you think? Because I got it for to record video for the podcast. I, th- I I believe you. I'm I'm pretty sure you can, but you also I got, a, I got another lens too. I think with you it. also have have to you know understand the 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 limitation of your camera. Yeah. You no, know, or or phone. No, okay. whatever whatever you use, you got to know what is best at and what is not. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I think yeah, that's, that's a mirrorless nice. one, right? Yeah. Mirror, yeah. So what's it? What is the difference between the two DSLR and mirrorless? Uh. DSRs, I guess you can consider them like dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, That's not a DSLR, man. I know. I, I what see, was that stupid face you I had? was like, damn. All right. <laughs> Shout out to my dinosaur DSLs. I, I still have. I still have my uh, my Nikon D810, but uh, I upgraded to a Sony A74. Okay. Yeah. Just like. I don't know. It's like how they say once you try something and you fall in love with it, mm-hmm. it's hard to go back. I got backwards. you. Yeah. Because I was like the past few years I was shooting with mirrorless and I tried to pick up my, my Nikon mm-hmm. and man, I, for, I forgot how certain things work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to get, get back accustomed to it. I imagine that would be like if you're used to an iPhone and you go to like an Android. Because every time I see somebody with Android, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, like swiping up and down to like open their phone and shit. You sound, like, like, you sound like an Android hater. I just don't know what they're doing, man. <laughs> well, I, I don't get it. I can't make phone calls or receive phone calls currently on my phone because it's fucked up so bad that I sometimes I have to use like say my boss calls texting me or something. He's like, call me because they all know it's fucked up. I'll use like one of the store people's phones. They hand me an Android. I was like, I don't know if I can use this thing. I just need you to dial this number for me, man. <laughs> But how do you do? You have an Android. Yep. So what is this? What is the swiping up thing? Like, what is that? Because I think they tried to do that on the iPhone, but I didn't. I think there was something with the keyboard. Like I always see people do like this on their phone, and they like open their phone somehow. That's like the old school rotary. They're going like I said. I hear they're great for taking pictures. Like their cameras are a lot better than the iPhone because it seems like everything the iPhone gets, y'all have already had. Yeah, like I, that's how we see people say. It's like it seems like they they more crazy about the the later uh, latest iPhones. How, you know, it, it's great enough to even record videos if you want to. You mm-hmm. know, like music videos. Yeah. Well, I did see that they made a commercial. Um, I don't know if it was the iPro iPhone 13 Pro Max or it was like the 12 Max or whatever. You know. Yeah. But they made like a legit commercial for a company using an iPhone, and they sh- played it. And they like those that they released. They didn't use any like other kind of equipment. They used everything right. Apple to edit it. You know, like with the not GarageBand but uh, Adobe or whatever it's called. And like they used all that stuff, and that's all they used. Yeah, I think I've seen the same thing. I was like, damn, yeah. they're like shot on iPhone, whatever phone and it was. It has that 4K quality. Yeah. yeah, I think the only thing I like about the iPhone is like it syncs with everything I have. Like uh, I got, I just recently got an Apple watch and i got the, the airpods 
and it automatically syncs. Like I don't have to like connect it to anything. It automatically does it. Yeah, but, I, I always had had Android. I switch when I went to Japan. I had bought a uh, iPhone five, mm-hmm. and man, when I came back, man, I, I went back over to Android because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like being being able to uh, like like with the Android. I can hook it up to my laptop, and all the music I got on my laptop, put it on my phone. Oh, okay. But I, I couldn't do that with, with iPhone. Man, mm. I, I was in Japan for, like, I, I was cheap. I didn't want to buy, I didn't want to pay for my music, especially when I had a whole bunch of music already on my laptop. Yeah. So I was in Japan for three months. I think I had, like, two or three songs on my on my phone, <laughs> man. So I was listening. They was on repeat, man. Yeah. <laughs> What is it like living over there for three months, man? Ah, uh, it was it was nice, man. It was it was nice. It was it, the probably the best experience I ever had. Really, really, yeah. Wow, yeah. That's one of the places I've always wanted to go. Is Japan, um, and China, China yeah. and, and Thailand. I like us. I've never. That's only well, not only country or continent I haven't been, but I haven't been to Asia yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I can't wait to. I can't wait to visit Japan again because I'm I'm way better at photography now mm. than I was then. I imagine like just the stuff they have over there is beautiful to uh, photograph too, though. Yeah, like their buildings. I mean, they're so technology technology advanced compared to what we are. It seems just from the pictures and videos I've seen. Yeah, I bet they're I bet taking pictures of, it, of their old like I'm mean, not old temples, but their temples are fucking badass. Yeah, like th- that was one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to visit as many as, as many temples as I could. So that's that's exactly what I did. I, like where I was staying, I would ride the bike to to temples, mm. take pictures, and uh, if I had to hop on a train, I w- I would do that too. Wow, I think I I probably visited at least maybe twenty at least. Really? Yeah. And what's phenomenal is those temples look. Exactly the same like they did when they built them, man. Like they're so clean and still, man. The upkeep on them is yeah. they're so old. They're like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Well, I just think that people, it's more of a cultural thing. Like people see over there seem like they appreciate <clears throat> stuff a little bit more than we do over here. I saw a picture. Um, it was from the Olympics. It was Japan or maybe in a different Asian country. Um, and Somebody else, like the Japan home side or in the other team's home side or visiting side, when both teams, with both fans left, the Asian country's fans cleaned the entire part of their stadium no, really? and put all the trash like where they need to go and stuff like that. They're like, damn. Yeah. That's what they do over there. Like, they're just always cleaning, it seems like. Right. like you know, We're like, just thinking about like their public transportation compared to like what we have here. Yeah. Like, they have those bullet trains. Like especially like in Europe and you know Japan or some Asian countries, and we don't have that stuff. It's like, why not, man? Like it'd be so much easier, probably less traffic and less accidents if we had that kind of transportation. That's the only thing I wasn't crazy about. To you be didn't honest. like the the, the, the trains? trains? My, if if you if you hit that train at the wrong time, that mother's gonna be packed. Mm. You're gonna be shoulder to shoulder. So what what I did I I would I would try to avoid peak you know, hours yeah 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 I just I wish that we had that kind of some more public transportation because I think that would be cheaper 
flights will probably be cheaper because there's more competition. Right. And I think that's the problem we don't. It's kind of like if you look at like MLG and W and Comcast. They're the only show in town, so they can... They can do what they want. Yeah, they can yeah. Th- take advantage of you. Yeah. I saw that uh, AT&T Fiber has been run in this part of Memphis, like, you know, in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach's getting it. And because I saw, like, a cable running out there in these grass. And, um, like, supposedly that's supposed to be the fastest internet now in Memphis, even faster than Comcast. And Comcast internet is fucking fast, man. Hmm. And um, so I don't know, like, maybe that's going to be the new show. It's supposed to be cheaper. I don't know. Well, I, I would imagine if it's legit competition, they would have to lower the prices. Because, I mean, like, you can, I think AT&T just raise their prices on some stuff. But generally, if you're the only, like, the whole thing that, like, everybody's been seeing that their MLG and W bill this month was insane. Because they're, right. like, trying to compensate for their trucks and stuff like that. And it's just like, right. why should your people have to pay for your people? It's funny because like also they'll like delivery companies, we don't we don't do it, but like uh there'll be like Cormark or something like that, or like um whatever company delivering something to somebody, they'll put a fuel charge on the part of the bill. Right. And it'll be like seven dollars or five dollars or whatever, you know, but like because they're trying to recoup some money from the lost gas. Bitch, I'm buying your product. Right. Like, like <laughs> you're high already. Like give me a break. Like they they always looking for a way to to get more money. One of my accounts will not pay it. They when they write the check to the driver, they always take that seven dollars off and say, There's your check. Have a good day. They're like, all right, see you later. See you next week. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm sure it's putting seven dollars on their bill, you know, like right. or like or their balance every week or whatever it is, you know. He's he's like, I'll never pay that. I already buy your goods. I would have been buying your goods for fifteen years. I'm not going to pay you to run that truck to me. I'll just won't use you. It's right. what he told them. So they just, I guess they just keep on crediting his, but he's like, he straight up told the drivers, like, I'm not paying that because the driver's like, Hey man, you wrote the check for $7 short. And I was just having to be there. He's like, I'm not paying you $7 for gas. Mm-hmm. So how's that? Right. I don't know. I think like we, as people, we get stuck in comfort. So I think that's why a lot of these places are gouging us because they can. Yeah. You know, like there was a time when I think it was like in the seventies where gas got really high and people were like, No, I'm not paying that. So they started like have strike. But I think out of convenience, most of us will just pay it. Which I really feel par- sorry for people that make like minimum wage. Like how are you affording to go to work? Yeah. And gas is like probably almost more than what you get paid. Well, now it's, it's come down a little bit, you know, now it's like three ninety nine, you know. But like still, like if you're making seven fifty, I think minimum wage is, yeah. That's half your. That's a half an hour worth of work. But I even remember, like in the early two thousand, when Bush was in office, gas was high. I think people t- tend to forget about that. They have like they have his selective mem- memory. Yeah, they have his memory <laughs> when it comes to stuff, man. Because gas was expensive back then too. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. I appreciate you know. You're doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. Uh, so I like to ask three questions. Okay. So one question is, or it's not really a question, but it's like this whole movement I've heard of, like, where people are doing the whole give flowers to people while people are alive. So basically, you're appreciating people that are alive. Because, like, generally when people die, we say good things about them. It's not right. when they're here. So who is somebody in your life or that you've worked with or possibly anybody that you would like to give appreciation to? 
Thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say me. I really, really, really appreciate you that. Thanks for all the cocaine. Laughs. <laughs> uh, I mean, I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, otherwise, something like this probably wouldn't be happening. Yeah. You know, so I definitely appreciate y'all giving me a chance to uh, to talk. Because I'm, I'm usually quiet and yeah. to myself. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Like I said, I, so your much. artwork is amazing, man. Like when he... When he sent me that picture of the that Orpheum picture sticks out in my head, and then I I looked at some other your pictures and I was like, man, this guy is talented as fuck. I definitely appreciate it. For sure, definitely appreciate it. And like I said, you're doing something good because, like I said, there's a lot of people online that want to just put bullshit out there, and for somebody to do something that's uplifting, especially of our city, you know, showing how beautiful it can be. Right. You know, that's a a good thing that everybody needs to see. And my other two questions are, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Uh, advice for people as, as in what? Just anything in general. It could be about photography or just life advice in general. Well, uh, I would say, you know, just try to try to be more positive, positive minded. You know, life is hard. So why, you know? Hold on to all all that negativity, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? Try to avoid, you know, drama. Mm. You know, some people, some people, it seems like they they can't survive without drama, but you can. Yeah, you know, life is too too unpromised <clears throat> to be focused on on things like that that you know bring you down, hurt you, especially if you know it hurt you. Yeah. Cause it's true, man. Some misery loves company, and some people yeah. they thrive off negativity and, like you said, drama, man. Like that's why, like some of those reality shows are so popular because it's feeding yep. into that shit. Yep, man. exactly. I saw this thing that they were talking about, like your diet is just not what you eat; it's what you consume too. So, like, it's the music you listen to, the shows you watch, the books you read, you know, the things you watch online. So if you're only feeding yourself with a bunch of negative shit, you're going to probably be negative. And you're probably going to want to be around people that think that way. Because if you get around somebody that's positive, you're going to probably like buck back. You're like, whoa, you know, you don't you don't want to join in my my shit party. And it's right. like, no, man, I don't want to I don't want to live that way. Exactly. Because we're not here very long, man. I don't, I don't think people think about that enough. You know, we have at best maybe 80 years and towards the end, it's not going to be your best years. Right, you 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 going back to to your beginning years, really? Yeah, yeah, like shitting and like that's the thing I saw uh, was Elon Musk was talking about this podcast and he was talking about like I think the population is declining and you can look at there's more adult diapers than children's diapers because people are you know like I said you're going back to being a child again you start forgetting how to walk your eyesight goes you know you you can't hear. That's a scary thing, man. But it happens yeah. to us all. But I just don't think enough of us enough of us appreciate our health and our time here and you know, we should do good things while we're able to do that. Exactly. And what's your mark would you like to leave on the world? Uh like like really I would like, you know, hope that that my photography had, you know, inspired people mm-hmm. to to see things differently, see 
uh, the world around them in a more positive way, you know, um, encourage them to, I don't know, uh, be happy with being different. Mm. You know, yeah. you, you can be, you can be different and, and still get things accomplished. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always good to be unique. You don't want to so be true. somebody else. Yeah. And I think too, like what you guys do, like for photography, you can make something that is abandoned look beautiful. Like right. I've seen a, like a lot of like blight that people have done. Cause I remember when that Tennessee brewery before they turned it into that place it is now, like I saw some photography from there and it's just like, you got this old dilapidated building that you may look pretty. And that's because you have the eye right. to be able to see something like that. Yeah. And most of us are just going to look like, look at that shitty building. Yeah. The, but then you see the beauty in it. That's the thing about it. You know, <clears throat> is showing the, the, the possibility and mm-hmm. what is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, things, this, like, you get an abandoned building. You see the possibility. You see that it can be something really special. You know, when you first look at it, you know, it, it just, it is. It's mm-hmm. just there. Yeah. But there's, you know, it's, it's, it can possibly be better. It's like people. Like, there's this Tupac poem where it talks about the rose that grew through concrete. And most people will probably be like, are my petals dirty? Are they turned to the side? Or are you going to marvel at there's a rose that grew through concrete? And it's just like, what lens do you want to look at it at? Do you want to look at it as a pessimistic view? Or you want to be optimistic about something. Right. And most people, unfortunately, are pessimistic. They're like, oh, that's that's a weed. You know, it's something, you know, it's just like if you can look in the beauty, everything can you can find beauty in mostly everything. And I think that's a lot of people don't have that that reason to to or they don't have somebody that sees something in them. If you if we had more people that saw the positive and and uh, the potential in people and things, things would be a lot better. It's like those kids, like all the kids that are doing all the dumb shit right now. You know, all the carjacking, I'm not carjackings, car right. breakings. If somebody sees, saw the potential in them and told them what they saw, maybe it'll change out of five, maybe it'll change one. That's, that's a win. You know, right. you know, trying is better than not trying. Right. I mean, most criminals find intelligent ways to do bad shit. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. like, definitely. And like they even say, like, most drug dealers and stuff could probably be business people if they were given that opportunity. Like, because uh, I know there's a whole thing with those kids that are using, like, people that push start cars. Like, they found oh, a yeah. way to, yeah. like, yeah. get into the car without breaking that. the window. I read about that yesterday. Oh, they were, like, recording the frequency or something? There's it's- something you can buy online or something. I, I think you probably go on YouTube and find out how to do it. I've never looked into it, but you can, you walk up to the car and it, it's like, it opens the door. You can yeah. open the door. I think they call it a Kia challenge now. Or something oh, like that. wow. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's what I read. They call it a Kia. I think Kia challenge. <laughs> See, I mean, but like they're bright enough to figure out how to do that. So just if they could just channel that for something good. Yeah. Imagine the possibility. Yeah. Would you ever like mentor kids as far as like with photography and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Because like I said, there's probably a lot of kids that have a good eye that they just maybe they just need new role models. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't I didn't look into it, but uh, Frank brought it up yesterday and I saw something that alluded to it. 
I guess the Kardashian broke up with that Pete Davidson. Oh guy. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like those are people that people want to idolize, right? Instead of somebody like you doing something good, you know. Yeah, and but the, and then you know a lot is. of those people did. It, it seemed like they're afraid to be themselves. Mm. That's why they, you know, they getting all these, you know, cosmetic changes, and yeah. body changes, and things like that. You know, you you amazing how you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Just just to be alive is amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn how to appreciate yourself. One hundred percent. So there was a company that approached uh, Kim Kardashian. I don't know how long ago this was about some shoes. It's like if if you push this ad, I mean, if you push my shoe on Instagram or whatever they use, you know, we'll give you a million dollars. She was like, well, I don't know, because you know Kanye has uh, the Yeezys. You know, I'm, I don't I don't know. If that's a good idea. She's like, I'll get back to you. So she's like, okay. Uh, she's had to talk to Kanye about it, right? Kanye was like, why would you, why is this even a conversation? Like, why would you want to do that to, uh, like, you know, that's direct competition. She's like, but well, it's a million dollars. And he's like, no, I understand it's a lot of money, but you know, you're my wife and you know, you're my, you're my ride or die. You should, we shouldn't be talking about this. So she told the company no, and then on one of her birthdays or something like that, in, inside like a box, there was like a, uh, a ring, and then inside that box, there was a check, and the check was from a million dollars from Kanye, saying, thank you for always believing me and supporting me. So, you know, he had the money to give to her, and she still got the million dollars, right, from Kanye, instead right. of from that company. Right. It's like... How'd that work out for him? Exactly. Right. <laughs> he probably wants that million dollars back. But no, yeah, I like, heard that story. I think he gave her a piece of the company too. Of Yeezy? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Story. I just, you know, we really wonder like how do when mega celebrity people get together and you know they believe they're never going to get divorced or anything, and like there's no prenup and stuff like that, and one earns way more than the other, and then the one that earned less gets part of that right like is there things like hey this is mine and this is or and this is yours like we're not gonna mix this like that's my company i don't care if i make 700 million in the next five years you're not getting out of that if we don't work out do you think they have these conversations or that's just naturally known with like with, with with them being so successful and stuff i think you should always have lawyers involved yeah yeah i i think some had a conversation like they even say, when you go to business with a friend, you should always have a lawyer. Because generally, business with friends does not work out, unfortunately, because somebody's going to get greedy about money. And it shouldn't be like that, but human nature generally takes over sometimes. And, and this man made bullshit called money takes over and it, people become greedy. Yep. That's and, sad, man. And you lose the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you could build something beautiful together, but you're going to let something that. Is not that important at the end of the day. Ruin something that is important, which is your friendship. Right when you when you win it, you know there's there's no reason to be greedy mm-hmm. when you both win it. Yeah, you know what I mean, I saw this thing one time. I think it was Meek Mill, and he said that uh, people are like, "You changed, man." He's like, "I didn't change. I got money, and now you're asking me for money when I didn't have money. You weren't asking me for money, so you're right. the one that fucking changed." Right. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that, like, money can make people act, you know, a certain way. 
Like they get jealous or envious or they want to steal from you. I saw that that comedian Dane Cook. I think his brother stole like fifteen million dollars from him. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's his flesh and blood brother stole money from him, and now they don't have a relationship. I think they're going to actually do a Netflix docu series on that one. That's that should be interesting. Did he get his money back? No, he sent his brother to jail though. But he had so much money at the time, he didn't realize that. Oh, this like when he was at the top, like he yeah. was making shit, like he was on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I wonder if the, blo- the brother blew through it. Probably. Probably. I mean, it's just like they say about those lottery people. They generally are going to lose their money. I think if you come from not having money, you don't know how to keep it. Like you see all these athletes. Unfortunately, they make more money than most people make in their entire life, and then they end up blowing through it. I think there needs to be some type of conversation that because like i i feel sorry for that person that won that billion dollars in the lottery man because then when you're gonna have people coming after you it's just like that biggie more money more problems man like you gotta worry about security you gotta worry who wants to be your friend why they want to be your friend it's like well, it, it, i don't know it, it, it also is, depends on if you're flung flunning it around yeah. you know what i mean if if you if you're not changing then you know who 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 knows? Who would know? Because I saw this thing one time. This it was like a door guy. He had won like a lottery or something, and he's like, "I'm gonna keep my job." He kept his job, and he was like, "Fuck you guys!" Like he started, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he ended up losing all the money. He did, and then, and then he became a door guy again somewhere else. I've seen this. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. But I mean, I, I would have found something else to do. <laughs> yeah, I think money would. Ch- it, I think it does change you a little bit, man. Like I think. You become probably more paranoid when you get an insane amount of money. But money definitely makes it doesn't make you happy, but it makes you comfortable. Right. Like you don't have to worry about certain things that most people have to worry about. And like I said, I mean, how was it in Japan as far as like classes of people? Did you see a lot of poor over there or is it pretty? Everybody is pretty much the same. Or was there a big discrepancy from between poor and wealthy? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't see firsthand. You know, everybody, nobody seemed out of place. Okay. For you no, know, just me looking at it firsthand. I I didn't experience it. Because like I've been, I've been to Mexico, and that was the first time of my. Well, that wasn't the first time I went out of the country, but uh, I did notice like where we were, the part of Mexico we were in, it was like a real discrepancy between like really poor and it made me feel kind of bad and then i went to europe and i didn't feel that way because it was kind of just like here you know i mean obviously there's poor here but but the poorest i ever saw i went to africa and that was like an eye-opening thing man like i really felt bad because i was able to be there one we went to we did a safari and these people this tribe was outside the park we went to the serengeti and they were standing outside the park and i asked the tour, the, the our driver was like, they can't go in the park, and I'm like, why can't they go in the park? And he's like, uh, he just kind of brushed it off. And I didn't have cell phone service most of the trip unless I was at the hotel. So when I got back to the hotel, I I googled. I was like, why can't the Maasai people go into the park? And basically, it's like what they did to here with the Native Americans. They took their land, and so they're gonna stay outside. So if they go into the park, they get in trouble, which I thought was extremely fucked up. So they're mm-hmm. we're paying to go into this park and do the safaris and people do like big game hunting and stuff like that too. And then I remember we were going to one of our resorts. I remember looking out the window and there was people, like kids and animals digging through trash 
for really. food. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, this is the this is the thing you generally don't see. Like, because I'm sure you probably saw that when you went to, like, uh, Jamaica and stuff like that. Like, there, because I've, I've heard that about there. Like, the resorts are nice, but outside, you know, there's. Yeah. I saw, some I saw of that. something like they went, uh, when I went to uh, Belize. Yeah. And we was riding through, like, like I used to watch the uh, show on HGTV, I think House Hunters International, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, B- Belize look amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, I want to move there. And then we w- we went there on the cruise. And as we was riding through, you know, there was there was this area. And it was like a big pile of trash. And it just made me see things differently. Yeah, I was man. Like, <clears throat> I was like, excuse me. I mean, the water the water's beautiful, clear. Mm-hmm. But it's not as amazing as, as I thought it was. Yeah. I wish more of us like Americans could see that. Like we, like I said, there's definitely some, some bad spots here in America, but I think unfortunately for some, there are like government programs that can help people out over there in some of these third world countries and stuff, man, they're on their own. But right. they, this is another thing I say about it too. They don't seem upset. Right. You know, they seem happy. So I don't know if obviously possessions don't make you happy. Right. It's your mindset and you know Definitely. what you're what you're used to, man. And, and but I think uh, if we could have a program where people could see other cultures, I think that would make people less racist because you For would sure. see you would see how they're not any different than you are. There's a different color, different culture. I mean, but they're at the end of the day, you're still a person. They're going right. to bleed just like you bleed. Exactly. I just, uh, man, I just wish that we as people would be more advanced. You know, it's not even American, they're just people in general. Right. Like you see what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. I mean, they're all they're bombing each other for what? You're going to bomb an area to take over and then it's going to be destroyed? Like yeah, what is that? Exactly. What does that serve? And you and, and they're not going to want to rebuild it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You take it over and you're going to leave it just like that. Yeah, imagine you just wanted it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like, like uh, Afghanistan you know, when when the Afghans fought against the Soviets to get that land back, you know, like all those like in parts of Afghanistan, like the tanks they blew up and stuff are still like there. Like you can still see them. And, like right. they're not ever going to fix that shit. And that has to play an effect on people's mindset about who because I know like we've had people on here who were in the military and they said that like when they were in Afghanistan, they're told that we're the bad people. They don't know why we came over. We just came over there one day and started attacking them. So we're the enemy. So you're going to have people that, what do you say? I think it takes like 20 years or something before they. It takes a generation to turn. It takes a one generation for them to turn from we're the bad people to the good people. And then we become the bad people again. So like when we left them in Afghanistan, we're now the bad people again. Right. When, we, when we deserted them. All right. Because you just think about, like, my dad fought in Vietnam, and they love us now. But, like, there was at one time, like, why are these people coming over here killing our people? I don't know. I just wish that humans were just not always about conquering. Right. Because there's this uh, Carl Sagan uh, thing on, you can watch it on YouTube, it's called Pale Blue Dot. And he talks about how, like, it's always been some person that always wants to be the main person they want to be the man they want to be the conqueror or they want to be a god basically right and it's just like how much bloodshed do we have to have before we just realize that this is not the answer all right 
And you know, they probably, Russia's probably decided to keep Brittany Greer, if that's the last name, I think it's right, um, because all the money we've given to Ukraine, we've given them over $100 billion for the, against, to fight against Russia. Which they, I mean, they should help protect those people. Yeah, they're, 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 they got invaded, right? We we ran and invaded Kuwait when Saddam Hussein, I mean, we we went and helped the Kuwaitis when Saddam Hussein came in, right? So, right. I mean, from Iraq, you know, I was the first Gulf War. I mean, you know, it's crazy to think that, like, America is so young at 279 years or something like that, and then... What? Oh no! I just read something. <laughs> it's not about you, man. It was something else. I'll tell y'all later. Okay. I mean, I kind of want to know. Like, I have to know now. I'm definitely not going to take. Tell, tell okay, 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 okay. So, like, you know, we're like 200. No, not even 280 years old. But the country is so far ahead than so many places around the world that you know we send aid to different countries. Like, instead, you would think that us being the babies. That we would need to aid because we're so infant, so young still. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is, but like I said, I think humans are inherently good. Like we don't worry about every single day people blowing us up. All right. But it's unfortunate that the people that are bad get some attention, and more people doing good don't get enough attention. Because I even seen on the news, there's a. But they only do it in the afternoon. It's like a spotlight that I think it's Channel 5 does, like somebody that's doing something good in the community. But I wish they would do that for like the evening and, and morning news because that probably would put a little bit of pep in people's step if they saw that, hey, this person's doing something good here. You know? So, right. Yeah. Usually, usually people want to be a part of something good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just look at kids that join gangs and stuff like that. They're usually looking for a family. They're looking for some type of community. Yeah. So if they're not going to find something good at home, they're going to find somebody that's going to accept them. And unfortunately, sometimes they're doing bad shit with those people. They could find people that are doing something good and uplifting. Like you mentioned before, more maybe more community centers and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that yeah. I think there's enough money in the world that we don't have to worry about the problems we're having. They just need to direct it at the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of children are easily influenced. So mm-hmm. you can influence them in a positive way or... In a negative way. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they if they don't get the crime under control, th- all these developments that are on paper are never going to become the development. They're just going to be deserted. We've already lost one. Uh, the one by the Pinch District that was going to have, like, multiple high-rises. Um, not the St. Jude one, because that's, that's definitely still happening, but it was a, a pers- a, like private investors and stuff. Right. They decided to pull out because of the crime in Memphis. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, what if, what if Union Road pulls out? What if, I mean, some, some of these have passed where they can pull out because they've already gotten the tax exempts and all that stuff. But what if they're like, fuck it, we'll just pay them the taxes and leave and take it somewhere else. And we'll take it to Jackson, Tennessee instead. We'll take it to Milan. We'll take it wherever, you know, like... They can. All right. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. When's the next? Uh, we just had an election, so. No, but for the mayor's coming up next. Oh, that's in October? Is that right? <sighs> Maybe next year. Oh, yeah, okay. Next year. Well, I didn't even know there was that they were voting on Tuesday until I drove by like some of my accounts where there's churches where people vote and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, today's voting day. I didn't even know. But... You always know when it's time to vote when you see all those signs in people's yards right. and stuff, you know, like, 
yeah. which is pretty cool because I'm like, how much did that person get paid to have like 30 signs in their yard? Like, who's, you know, <laughs> they're not just letting people put that shit up in their yard, making right. it look tacky as fuck for no reason. Right. But the problem is that most of us only vote for On the, the big election, the presidential election. We don't do for the local shit. They say that the vote, the, uh, they say that voter turnout was less than 20% or 20%. My buddy Jeff posted that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But that goes back to people don't know what they're voting for. You're just voting for a blue or red. You're not voting for what the person actually talks about. Because you just see a name. Like, what does that name mean? To be honest, why can you just not go to a website and vote for the people you want? Why do you have to go to the church or the precinct or wherever you're supposed to go to? Some people don't even know where they're supposed to vote at. That would help out a lot because because you can do your research on a person Mm -hmm. before you before you make that bet. That, yeah. Uh, if, if you're going to have your banking online, why? And that's your bank account. Like, why can't you vote for a person? Cause you know, banks you have can do some type of like picture mm-hmm. or verification or something. You know, banks have all that high tech security, you know, and, and why can't yep. this little, why can't there be a federal website you go to for you to, and it's backed by the government with all their super secret shit, you know, like, I don't know. It avoid a, Avoid a lot of long because lines. You, you got to think is, this. You yeah. Turn people off too. Because like, say like an 80 year old grandma or whatever, she's not going to get out of the fucking heat to go vote or, you know, she's going to fuck it, you know, or you know, if she could just vote on her phone or her desktop or whatever, she probably would. They say yeah. it's designed that way though. They want to keep, they want to suppress votes. So oh, I, I can believe that. Yeah. So that's like why they don't want the mail-in voting. Cause there was a bigger turnout for the mail-in voting. Yeah. Um, and that's why they do, I think they call it like gerrymandering, where they change, they can change lines, like where voting areas are. are. It's, it's all, it's all fucked up, man, how they do people. It's, it's, it's a, it's rig system, man. It really is a rig system. But like I said, all we can do is just be good. True. Yep. So where can everybody find you at? Uh, they can, they can find me on Instagram at Adara Senior. A D A R R Y L L J A C K S O N S R. Can they book you through there too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just they can send me a a DM. Hit okay. me in the DM. All right. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely put your link in the description and all the show notes and stuff. Yeah, like I said, I appreciate you, man. You're doing good work, it man. Too. I appreciate it too. Did you have anything else? Yeah, actually, I do have another one. cocaine story. <clears throat> no, no, <laughs> I do have a story. I have a question though. I see you have a Beale Street Brewery shirt on. Are you affiliated with them anyway? Uh two pitches for them. Yeah. Nice. Uh what's your what's your favorite beer? I don't drink. You don't drink water? What? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a degenerate like you, man. <laughs> Oof. Oof. No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um They have a they have a eight ball and MJG beer. It's called Space H Simpin. Yeah. It is so fucking good. Like uh, I actually want to brewery at? Is it on Bill Street? Well, well, we'll talk off air on that. Oh, so it's not on Bill Street. No. Oh, okay. Then just well, say just, it's not just, on Bill just, I don't think it's a secret. No, I cannot speak. You've been doing a lot. Oh, you're, you're, you're <laughs> internal dialogue. Stop now. Yeah. All right. Take us out and I'll tell you guys. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Appreciate it.